<laughs> folks at home! Folks at home! How you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. Thank you for joining us once again uh, to this crazy web show. Uh, man, I am uh, I'm stoked tonight. I'm stoked tonight. I'm stoked for a lot of reasons. One, this is a big sigh of relief for me. Let me let me go ahead and sigh for you live tonight. Can I do that, Bry? Yes. <sighs> I did that. <laughs> I did that because the season's over. Uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to analyze the season in its entirety and talk about a lot of the stuff. But man, I am relieved the season's over. And uh, we got a lot of really cool things we're going to do with Ike Live tonight and the rest of the year. But before I get into that, let me start the show. We always do it the same way. I, I want to start it tonight uh, by introducing everybody in the room. And uh, I want to introduce a, a very special fellow coming off of an amazing tournament literally days ago. Days ago. And if you look at this guy tonight, and he looks like he's swaying back and forth, it's not his fault. He still doesn't have his sea legs. He's all <laughs> fucked up still. And um, he wasn't wearing the patch correctly. Uh, my co-host, uh, the anchor of the show, Pete Glusick. Pete Glusick, everybody. <laughs> hey, Pete. hey, everybody. Good to see you tonight. Hey, thanks. It's good to see you, man. It's good to be not out driving in five-foot waves. Wow. You know, p- for people that haven't been in big waves... They can't. You can't really appreciate Mother Nature. I mean, that's the best way I can say it. You're fresh off of it. Describe to me what it's like to make the kind of run that you made in that tournament. It's, uh, you know, at first when I started getting in this kind of water, I was intimidated. Yeah, it's scary. At, it's scared to death is a better word to phrase it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a force to be reckoned with. you got to respect nature. And you've you've got to plan for it. You've got to rig your boat for it. You've got to mentally, you know, prepare yourself for yeah. what you're about to do. And you're in a tournament situation. Yeah. And your your spot is only 25 or 35 miles <laughs> away, which <laughs> which you know on the Delaware River is like snap, crackle, pop. Yeah, you're there in 15, 20 minutes. Right. You're but there. but here you are in a tournament, and you have to drive your boat 17 miles an hour. Yeah. And you're happy to get 17 miles an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, the, the all. I mean, the all of it is just amazing. It's it's. If you haven't been in, you can't appreciate it. But yeah. it's scary. It's scary stuff. All right, I'm gonna stop you there because we're gonna talk about your success. I want to hear all about the tournament. Great performance, by the way. Thank you, man. Great job Thank last you. week. Um, on the casting couch tonight, uh, really, really uh, uh, key guy in the show. And uh, we we've known this guy. Uh, Brian and I have known this guy since grade school. Uh, pri- I guess bef- Dave was still in diapers at the time. Yeah. I want to say third or fourth grade. He was fifth still grade in, for fifth, me. Fourth or fifth for me. Fourth or fifth for you, and he was still in diapers. Uh, join us <laughs> on the casting couch. Dave Brodzik, yeah. a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf. Dave, how you hey, doing tonight? what's up, dude? Good hey, to congratulations, see you. Pete. Hey, thanks, buddy. By the, way, see you, bro. by the way, Dave, I want to say the Under Armour stuff is looking fabulous on you. It fits well, man. It, they, it looks good on you. They're extra large and they're double extra large are actually meant for fat guys. And it fits you well and it makes you look a lot better than you probably do in real life. Now, here's something funny. <laughs> right before the show started, you were already doing IMs. Yep. And you had an IM. Somebody said, you're wearing white after Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. Someone said, you can't wear white after Labor Day. So my response is, I wore white, uh, you know. 
in honor of the Pope. <laughs> nice. It was only a few miles from my house. I had That's to deal right. with that melee of traffic. Right. You know? Right. So it's this is all in honor of the Pope. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, that's good. And guys uh, can wear white after Labor Day. What kind of Metro fruitcake would send some <laughs> shit like that anyway? Get out I here. think you can wear anything you want anytime you want. There's women, no rules in fashion anymore. There's no rules. You know? uh, and back in the booth, um, the crust of the show. <laughs> Don't turn me down. Stop that. The crust of the show, uh, the most important guy in the room. No. Our producer. Brian the Carpenter. Brian, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Okay, Ding Dong. Good to see you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, we may good. have Rebecca joining us at some point, right? Who knows where she'll be? Will she be back with you? She'll be on the casting couch? We're going to stick her on the couch. Okay, we're going to stick her on the couch. Yeah. Uh, Brian, let me let me put you on the spot real quick. Yes. And, you know, we, we I feel like I've, I say this every show, but yeah. I'm looking at this script. Script. And this is a freaking... Blowout show tonight. It is a good show. I'm we excited. have yeah. we have some some superstars of the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have probably one of the best photographers in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Joining us tonight, plus a lot of other really cool stuff. Yeah, he's a neat guy. I'm excited to talk to him. Okay, this is amazing. So we're we're not going to give a lot away yet. So let's uh let's start uh before we get into the show. Let's start as we always do and uh, big huge tremendously giant shout out. To the military, active and veterans, uh, men and women, thank you guys for what you do. This is a freaking insane world. Uh, thank you for protecting our freedoms. Also, shout out to the police, uh, the firemen, EMT. Thank you guys. Very selfless job. Uh, I could never do it, so thank you so much for I, what you do. I got an interesting thing that happened. Did uh, you get pulled over on the no, way no, to the Great Lakes? No, oh. no, I didn't. But uh, Craig Lamb was covering the Bassmasters. Yes. And... Um, on the Bassmaster stage, I talked about my father's heart attack and uh, and you know talking to, talking about that whole experience yeah. and, and you know encouraging people to learn CPR, save a life. And uh, Craig came up and talked to me, and he said, uh, on his way uh, traveling for Bassmaster somewhere, he's at the airport, had a heart attack. Oh, he did. He did. Wow. He did. And um, he had a on his primary. He said which artery. I, I'm not that familiar medically, but it, it was 100% blockage. Whoa. And uh, they performed CPR on him right there for 15 minutes. Mm. And uh, and he was there He he was there as if it never happened. He got a stint in five, five minutes surgery, and he's has 100% recovery wow. thanks to the training uh fortunately for him he had a, a nursing uh person on on the on his plane and he had uh, i think some type of security or police officer inside the uh airport and those two performed the CPR and the defibrillation on him yeah and uh got his heart started and and he's still with us today wow. so it's it, amazing yeah it was and ama- craig's a young amazing. guy he's not an old guy he's fit, a younger guy. fit guy watches what he eats yeah. exercises i think he runs yeah and um you know that can you know that can happen you know it, it's more uh about your biologic history a lot of times and i right. think that's probably the case with him right but uh thank goodness for the for for the nursing person there's emergency personnel 
And um, and once again, folks, learn CPR, save a life. Big time, big time, so important. Uh, man, we got a great show today. I, I'm going to tell you right now. Let me let me go ahead and, and uh, kind of gave it away already. But uh, Aaron Martin's joining us tonight. Man, I, I can't wait to talk to Aaron. Aaron's been on the show, Brian. How many times? He's probably one of the guests we've had on the most. He's been on. I think this is the third time. Third time. He's yeah. been on three times on Ike Live. Great dude. Really, genuinely amazing. Great dude. But what a season, Pete. What a what a phenomenal season! Like, I don't know that there's ever been a better season by a guy ever. And, and you know, it's it seems like the sport is elevating to the point where the the group of anglers is at the best it's ever been. Best it's ever been. And he had a, an amazing season yeah. competing at a, at the highest possible level of sports scene. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We got to find out what the hell's going on there. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. Aaron Martin's joined us, and then I gave it away already. James Overstreet is going to be joining us. And for those of you that don't follow Bass, uh, crawl out of the rock you're under. I don't know. But if you don't, James Overstreet is a photographer for Bass. He's an outdoor photographer, does a lot of other stuff. And he is really, 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 really good. Like, like really good. Like, beyond good. Like, y- we all look at fishing pictures, and, you know, you look at a picture like, ah, it's a cool shot, it's a cool shot. But, dude, he has something that makes a picture amazing, makes you want to stare at it. Mm. I don't know what that is. We're going to try to find that out, too. But real quick tidbit, James took a picture of my hands, uh, I want to say, at Oneida, like three or four years ago. I remember that. Yeah, and it was just this, uh, I just, my hands were so chewed up. Dude, you have horrible hands. Oh, they were terrible. That was a tournament that Ish won, and I was catching like 30 or 40 a day on a frog. So my my hands were destroyed, dude. They were dirty. I had like three events in a row, and I put my hands up. Dude, it was the best picture of (laughs) dirty-ass, ugly hands I've ever seen in my life. Like, I wanted to lick my own hands. They looked so good. (laughs) He made them look like ice cream cones. (laughs) I wanted to lick my own hands. Uh, I'm just telling you. Uh, James Overstreet's going to join us, and and we might have a couple other guests phoning in and calling yeah. in. So this is a dynamic show. But before we get into all that, uh, you know, I, I, I want to do two things. I want to start by talking a little bit about my last event and recapping my season, and then I want to jump right into you, Pete, and talk about Erie, because I'm very curious about some of the stuff that happened there. Let me remind you that as this show progresses Lots of ways to get in touch with us, with us here. Ask us questions. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking. Uh, all your dirty thoughts. And uh, you could do it through the instant messaging. Uh, Dave is handling it tonight. So if he blasts you, that's Dave. Uh, you could also uh, get a hold of us through a 1-800 number, toll-free number, that we're going to put up a little later in the show. We're going to save that for later in the show. But please uh, chime in on a lot of this stuff. Dave, you have something already? I see you over yeah, there. Gavin wants to know what's the beer of choice tonight. Okay. Okay, Gavin, good question, Gavin. And uh, for those of you that follow us through social media, we, we wanted you to make a decision. We had so many good comments. And we are such big beer heads here on the show. We're going to try every beer that you guys suggested. So uh, we're going to have a lot of Ike Lives coming up. Tonight's beer of choice, uh, Brian DeCarpenter, can I get a uh, crotch cam, is Shipwrecked. Blonde Ale. Shipwrecked Blonde Ale. It's a little local brewery. We actually got this when we were up in Door County at the last event in northern Wisconsin when we were fishing Sturgeon Bay. So we support a local economy, support a local brewery. It's a great Blonde Ale. Why are you saying local? It's Sturgeon Bay. Uh, Sturgeon Bay. Local to Sturgeon Bay. It's well, 12 just, hours from here. Well, I'm just saying. We were supporting <laughs> that local economy when we were there. Right, not Anheuser-Busch or something like nah, that. No, no, no. We like we like the small mom and pops. Right. We like these guys. These are good guys. And, and, and less, less 
Anheuser-Busch comes calling with a paycheck. Well, hey. Yeah, no. Hey, money talks. Then I love uh, Budweiser. Th- yeah, that's right. But that is the beer of choice tonight. <laughs> Shipwrecked. Really good beer. Um, let me let me start and, I, and tell you about Sturgeon Bay. It's a great, great analogy because that tournament went exactly how my entire season went, which is generally kind of like a giant shit soup. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, little flecks of like, you know, like in a shit soup, you'll see like a piece of corn float up. You're like, oh, that looks pretty good. That looks good to eat. But then most of the rest of it is really bad looking, right? That's kind of how my tournament was. That's how my whole season was. This has been a very interesting season where I've had some great moments uh, and a lot of really crappy ones. Uh, mixed together. Ups and downs. More downs I, than ups. I, it was a pressure cooker, man. Pressure cooker. I mean, that, that was, uh, you know, watching you perform in that tournament and knowing the pressure that you were under, you know, to, to make it, um, you know, that that was pretty impressive. That, that was a great, great performance because you needed you. to do what you did in I order to make every ma- fish. In order to make the classic. Yeah, I needed every fish. And yeah. then, and I got to say, so we, remind me of this too, Pete and Brian. Yes, sir. Eventually, we need to get a psychologist on the show. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, this isn't a joke. Oh, no. I, yeah. We yeah, need yeah. to get a, 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 well, that, a psychologist on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I got to tell you something. I don't know if it's as I get older, it's getting worse, but I feel like my anxiety level and my, my, Panic level is getting worse as I get older. This is a true story. Dude, I was good. I went up, had to do a Bickle charity event. We'll talk about that in a second. I filmed with the cast crew guys. I'm days on the heels of this tournament. Not feeling anything. Ah, man, I'm going to go up. I'm going to catch them. This is, it's a done deal. It's a smallmouth. It's my stuff. Didn't feel anything. Night before, slept like a baby. Looked at my maps. I'm ready. I got a game plan. Dude, the morning I woke up, driving to the ramp. It's about a 15-minute drive to the ramp. I was a disaster, dude. Disaster. I'm like taking wrong turns. I'm like, I feel like panic setting in, bro. I was getting lost. I, I'm getting cotton mouth. Dude, I was a total disaster before practice even started. Uh, panic I, attack. I, I, I think I was having a panic attack. Wow. It's really interesting. Yeah. I might need medication, Dave. You're like nah. Tony Soprano. I think attack. that's what it might be. I think I was having a panic attack. Did you uh, keep any of the medication you, you uh, took out of... Uh, uh, druggies from Camden when you were a cop. Still have any of that medication? You mean like crack, heroin, and uh, skunky Camden ragweed? Like what are you what are you talking about? Uh, I don't about pills, but that's not, I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah, uh, but but no, it was an immense amount of pressure, and it's and it's and you know, I, I feel like uh, you know through it all, I did I did okay. I handled it well enough. You know, uh, the first day, excited, stoked, ready to go, start running, and boom. Shut down and and had some issues there. Lost about two hours. Kept my head together. Caught four. Moved me up in AOI. That was a critical moment for me because when I had what I thought was a bad day and I came in and actually moved up in the standings with four fish, Mm -hmm. it it had had a calming effect. And the next day I felt unstoppable. The next day I went out there. I couldn't do a thing wrong. I had 15 bites. 12 of them were keeper bites. Put every bite in the boat. Things rolled, almost weighed 17 pounds. And I want, I felt like I was going to keep that going. The last day, disaster. Every, everything I did was wrong with little tiny moments of in, important fish catches, you know. And um, yeah. ran out there, ran to a place where I thought I was going to jack them and just didn't catch them. And I'm fishing through, I'm fishing through, and I look about, I don't know, six, five, 600 yards to my left. 
and uh, Micah Frazier is pulls up, and every time I look over at him, he's jacking one. Oh. I mean, his rods doubled over every time. I'm watching him catch these two, three, four pound class smallmouth. Oh. And as you know, and I kind of go that way, but I, you know, you can't just cut in front of them, you know. So, I, I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore, Bry. Mm-hmm. It was eating me at like it was doing more harm than good. I'm an hour into the day, I don't have a keeper yet, so I made a decision just to leave. I crossed the bay to this other side where I had a couple bites. Pull up and instantly catch a four and a half pounder. Perfect. And man, it was a huge moment for me. It was a big fish, a lot of emotion. It was live. Uh, and and 15 minutes later, I catch a three and a quarter. Same thing, dude. Now, um, an hour and 40 minutes in the day with seven and a half, seven and three quarter pounds of my live well. Dude, I got all day to catch three more keepers. They don't have to be big, they got to be 14 inch fish. Four hours later, I don't have another keeper in the boat. <laughs> oh, my. True story. Oh, man, dude. Man. No, not have another keeper in the boat. I have two more bites. They're both shorts. One's like a 13 and three quarter. So I'm in panic mode. I have one hour left to fish. Mm. So I'm starting to work my way back to where I caught those two. I should have did it earlier, you know, but I was like, God, I'll save it for the last hour. And I'm going there, and I try to, you try to trust your instinct, right? And I'm riding, and I see something I hadn't fished all week. I see um, a red and a green channel marker that's leading into a deep dock. And I and I look at it, and I go, like, oh, God, I've been getting some bites around those things. Let me stop. And I just gut feeling. I stop. I throw the red, throw at the red, throw at the green, a couple casts. Not happening. Come on, man, let's go. Tell my camera guy. He sits down. And my mind, I'm zooming out on my graph. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go right back where I caught that four-pounder. I put it on pad. The waves are rolling in. They're four-footers, occasional five. I get on pad. Just just get on pad, and I get into a wave, and I go down in the trough. And I get down in that trough, and it goes, kapow! Uh, Dude, I hit a boulder. I didn't uh, realize I was I was near the bank now because I stopped the fish that's red and the green. And I'm in, like, four feet of water. And when I went down that trough, it dropped me right into a boulder. Oh, man. Dude, I, my like my life flashed before my eyes. I trim it up. Before I ever put eyes on that motor, I could smell the lower unit fluid. Oh. Dude, it's like the end of the world to me right now. And I'm like, oh, oh. I, I trim it up. I go back there. Every ear is turned over. Ridiculous. I spin it. It's got the worst wobble. Wobble. And I don't know what to do. There's no boats around. How, how, far, how far away are 27 you? 27 miles away. Oh, through big God. water. Through big water. Oh. And I and I don't know what to do. And I I and this is the moments and and you know where you make decisions, and you take chances, right? And at that point, I I said, screw it, let's let's go. That spot I wanted to stop at's on the way back. We're gonna go. And I went. And uh, and on the way, and this is amazing. I'm and and I'm a big shout out to this guy in a second. On the way to that spot, on the way back in, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody. Oh God, it's wobbling. I can only do like 35. It's going to go at any minute. I see Brandon Polnick. I stop over. Brandon's fishing. I ask him, "How you doing?" He's got a limit that's 14 pounds. He's safely in the classic. I ask Brandon to follow me the rest of the day, and he agrees. 
Nice. Amazing, 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 amazing wow. moment. Brandon wow. Polnick, thank you so much if you're watching, That's if you're awesome. listening. Thank you for doing that. So mm. important. Um, and stuff. Brandon went out of his way. He stopped what he was doing to follow me to that next spot. I pull up. I I take like three casts. I hook one. It's a keeper. I got him. It's a 14 and a half incher, 15 incher. He jumps, throws my bait. Dude. I'm, st- I'm done. I look at my watch. I got like 15 minutes at the speed I can go. I got 15 minutes left to fish. Five casts later, I catch a two-pounder. Put it in the boat. Dude, my uh, it was just like a million pounds lifted off of me because I felt like I was one away from having a chance to make it. Right. Fished, uh, pushed it a little, and and Brandon, Brandon had went out and said, I'll be right at the mouth of this cove. Went out to him. I said, I'm heading back. And he followed me all the way back. I made it. Somehow I made it. 27 miles. I limped in. Mm. And uh, and that was my day. And um, ended up coming in 39th in points. <laughs> 39. Is that right, Brian? 39th or 38th? I thought it was 38th. 38th. Thir- whatever it is. 38th, 39th in points. Um, but here's the interesting thing, Pete. I look at that one two-pounder. And had I not caught that, it bumps me back four spots, which pulls me out of the Classic. Wow. Two pounds, four spots. That's amazing. Made a difference. And uh, it's those moments. And um, and that really, the last tournament, sums up my whole year. You know, that's the kind of year it was. A lot of really terrible stuff happened. I battled through it. And... and, um, and probably what I consider is my was one of my worst seasons on history of fishing. Period. I still qualify for a classic. Yeah, it's you got pretty it amazing. Done. You got I it got done. it done. Yeah. I, I, it's 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 satisfying. Uh, and and, and I'll, I'll end it with this story. So when I went up and weighed, and Brian, I think I told you this already. This is a great story. I went up and weighed. So I get up there and I'm I'm nervous. They holding me till last. I'm one of the last eight boats to weigh, and I figured I had about ten pounds. And uh, with three, and I get up there and weigh, and they go, "You need ten one to get into the Bassmaster Classic." <laughs> and I put the fish on the scale, and my, dude, I'm just, you know, I'm right. like clawing myself. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm inside. I'm like, and they say. Nine nine, and everybody goes. Oh, I look at Trip, and Trip's like, oh, I look at Mercer. Mercer's like, oh, and I'm like. <laughs> you're like hold your fish up and i'm like i grab these fish and dude every i can't see anything dude i am i am fucking totally my mind is black so i'm holding a four and a quarter to three and a half and i'm just like and and you know what i'm thinking did about? you lift the fish up i lift the fish it was okay. so quick i lift the yeah, fish up and i put him back in the bag and mercer went to put the mic to my mouth and i just walked off stage i know dude your mic dropped him dude, man i just i walked straight <laughs> off because you know what i was thinking about i was thinking about all of a sudden, when I when they said Do you need a ten, I had nine nine. I went to Lake Erie that quick, dude. Yeah. This wow. is a true story. So I get I dude I I walked right off stage, saw my way and slip. I was like in a trance. I was like, mm, mm. went to my truck, got in my truck, put the toe straps on my boat, started the truck, and I started driving, dude. I started driving. I made it 20 miles, and my phone rang, and it was Ish, and Ish calls me, and he's like. Turn around! Turn around! You're in! You're in! I'm like, what? No, no, they, they told me I was out. 
They told me I'm out. I didn't have enough. No, 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 no. No, there was a there was a tie, and, and the way the points ran out, and Hackney didn't catch any, so you ended up 38th or 39th. And I'm like... Dude, oh man! The did you cry? Did you did you get teary eyed? I got t- I I got teary eyed. <laughs> I I think I shit myself. I think a lot of I think I peed myself. I think all kinds of stuff happened. It was amazing. I went 20 miles, Pete. Well, what the hell were you gonna do at Lake Erie with a boat that doesn't work? Well, I was already go. I was going to go straight to Danny. I was going to go straight to the Yamaha Tech. By the way, a big shout out to Danny. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I was going to go straight to Yamaha Tech that next morning. Have him drop a new lower unit on, and mm-hmm. I was going to get out there. Yep. I got no. What are, what are my other options? Well, come home and sit and 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 take. Let somebody else handle my fate in 41st place. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's it's an amazing story, man. I mean, I can't imagine the emotional swing that you went through, the euphoria you must have. Oh, felt. dude, a lot of ups and downs, and that's this sport. But I can yeah. tell you, when I found out I made it. And got back. We were staying at a house with John Cruz and Ish Monroe. When I got back, oh, and our, our homie Jared was there. Shout out to Jared. Uh, I got back and, dude, I just let, I just cracked that first beer. And it was one of them big tall ones. I just let it flow, man. You don't drink bombers from the bottle, dude. Oh, dude, I drank. Oh, you Tupac? Nah, I was beyond Tupac. <laughs> you pour it in a glass and let it breathe. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was Not in that situation. But uh, what what a year. I, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, what a year. One. So this is a great segue to Lake Erie. Lake what? Erie. Lake Erie. And, and, but let it, me preface it by before you get into the story. Super event, dude. Super hey, event. thank you, man. Yeah, good good shot to win. Anytime you have a top ten, I never, never, never get disappointed about that stuff. That's an amazing tournament. What? Mm-hmm. To tell us a little bit about everything. Give us Give us a recap. Because uh, I talked to you. I said, Pete, how's it going? Man, it sucks up here. I can't get crap going. But yep. you still had a couple practice days left. Right. What happened from that moment I talked to you and said it sucked? I tell you, it was really weird. Every single person that you talked to was was catching one or none a day and a full day of practice out at Lake Erie. It was, it was challenging. And uh, I don't know if it was the wind direction or the, we had some heavy winds dirtying up everything. It was really, really tough. And um, I found uh, after I talked to you, um, and I was looking for that shallow bike, right? Yeah. That's what I love to do out there. Happens big, in the fall. Yeah, them, them shad pull up on the banks yep. and the big basket up there, and you're cranking them, spinnerbaiting them. Easy. Power fishing. Oh, and it's so much yeah. fun. And, yeah. um, and they're the right ones. And uh, I caught a few like that, but it really wasn't happening for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I started looking at deeper stuff that was a little bit clearer. And um, and I had a practice day where uh, uh, I was practicing with J3. I was out there, and um, we caught nine bass all over four pounds, all wow. in one relatively small area. The right ones. The right yeah, ones. Yeah, good ones. What Five, practice day was that? Man, I guess it was two days prior to the tournament, maybe. Had to be, yeah, next to the last day of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, yeah, I guess. Because I think I talked to you on Monday. Okay. So it had to be Tuesday it had that to you be, had that practice it, day. It, mu- it must have yeah. been. And, yeah, it, it was Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, and then I went back out Wednesday looking at looking for some backup patterns, some other stuff, and and I found a little bit, but uh, but nothing that, that compared to that. So you know there was there was no question that that was the strongest, thing. and it was surprising to me. I actually felt unconfident about it because I felt like these fish are trying to be shallow, and here I am fishing deep. 
Right. You know, am, am I fishing an area that's depleting? You know what? Right. You know, am I doing the right thing? And uh, but I, I just could not deny this. It's just how often have you? Have I? I haven't that often found a place where every single fish you catch is the biggest fish that live in the lake. They're all the big ones. They're all just giants yeah. with no little ones in there. Yeah. You know, it's yep. it was the most amazing thing in the world. And um, yeah, so I was. Uh, I was cautiously optimistic looking, you know, going into that tournament, man. Just just catching big ones, you know. And um but uh you know and the, and the other cool thing about it was his long boat ride, right? So I was Yeah, so you were you you had your water by yourself pretty much then. But there was a couple guys fishing with me, but it's like 30 to 40 miles away. I think it's somewhere maybe probably 40 miles away. Okay. And the weather forecast looked good. Right. Right? It had an east contingent to the wind yeah so you could trough anywhere you wanted and i was going over into canada and uh north of Pelee island and um you know so we had weather that was conducive for me to get there yeah and uh you know so uh you know that's how the turn you know that's how it started but um i mean there's a comedy of errors all kinds of stuff man my overnight shipment i had a big water prop that didn't show up i had to drive to the ups i'm out changing props at midnight <laughs> um all kinds of craziness went on like uh the keys i heard about the key thing dude i'm like shout you, out to jeff Hipp- jeff hipper by the way yeah jeff, you're watching shout out to jeff jeff was johnny on the spot man and uh so what did you did you drop him in the lake or did you no nah, no nah, i'm or? like you talked about panicking panicking and, you yeah. know that's that's what i got so much crap going on all the time that uh i just did i lost my keys <laughs> here i am i'm in third third place in the tournament i have got finally i got everything tight you know yeah. i had to get P-tight. my tight i had P-tight. to get i get get my lights fixed, hashtag P-tight. get my live well everything was everything needed repaired and because of the big water you know yeah. so i got it all fixed rods rigged fueled i'm ready to go dressed looking sharp in my under armor ready to go out and fish <laughs> and and i go into my truck and i'm like where the hell's my keys? And I've got like no time. To, I didn't leave my, you know, I, I'm yeah. right on schedule. Yeah. Like, you know me, I always, I'm last man at the launch ramp. Yeah. You know, I like to do it that way. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking through the house once, thinking I'd find. Nope. Look through again. Look through a third, fourth time. I can't find them. I'm like, all right, time to punt. I got Jeff, who had a breakdown. Jeff Hippert, thank you, buddy. You're the best. And. Um, he had an unfortunate breakdown that, that couldn't be repaired, so he was unable to fish day two. Uh. So he's sleeping in his, you know, I guess frustrated as anybody would be. Yeah. And I knock on the door, wake him up out of a sound sleep. He gets up out of bed, hitches up to my boat, and takes me down to the launch wow. ramp. Wow. And launches me. Cool. So that was awesome. And uh, Well, did you find your keys? The keys were on the floor of my truck somehow. That's where they were in the, pit, in the pitch dark. I couldn't see them wow. under there. I don't know how they got there. I don't know when I they got there. But okay. uh, anyway, it just that that kind of stuff was going on nonstop. It was like it's just crazy. And then uh, on the on the last day, I'm out there and all my equipment, everything that 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 kind of got impacted was readily fixed. Right. So I'm running two hours a day. Yeah. Everything's perfect. And then, of course, in the last hour of fishing, I go to start my outboard, and it makes a crazy sound. It's it, it's like... On the last it, day. It sounds... On the last... I'm fishing. I'm out there, and it's like... It's, it's like a cat stuck up in your outboard, you know? And I'm like... And it won't kick over. And I'm like, this is great, you know? And uh, finally, it kicks over. 
and my my partner says you better keep that running because yeah. you know it might not start again well we go out make a drift come back and um uh, as soon as we go up to, to fish again i take her out of gear add a hat turn it right off oh. <laughs> i'm like and i'm like oh no Oh, oh no. no! And uh, oh, no. so I so I go to start it back up again, and it's and it kicks over. So I fished the rest of the tournament with the motor idling. Yeah, you know. So, um, but you know that worked and got us in. But that anyway, it was man, it was it was awesome, awesome deal, man. I was in contention to win the tournament. Good position going into the last day. Yeah, yeah. I had three or two just days full of bit now i wasn't catching many fish like a lot right. of the other guys the guys who were catching 20 pounds were catching 20 30 fish a day i was i was catching six to eight fish a yeah. day the year i won it was the same exact thing is that right same exact thing just big ones and uh you know i miss one every day i missed a five and a half pounder on the first day that Ooh. that summer salted and yeah. uh on the second day i had a four and a half i weighed in a three pounder on the second day and i had a four and a half to me to as far away as you are and he just turned and the tube just popped out of his mouth that was my next question what was the what was the deal i brought the baits with me to talk about it but i got a question for you man for me how the hell do you land hand land smallmouth first of all first of all Taking the no net rule is the is the most ridiculous <laughs> rule that there is in smallmouth no history. Nets. Dude, I, I'm like, no I hand land, I hand land fish, I hand land fish all the time, and uh, smallmouth in, in three to five foot, three to five foot waves with light line. Is got to be the most challenging thing in the world. Well, well Pete, if you uh, if you watched like live, I believe it was. Uh, was the last show that we had uh, Cliff and Rizzo in? That was the last show. Two shows ago. Was that two shows ago? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was. You talked about that. Yeah, I did. You talked about keeping the fish under the boat. I love keeping them under yeah. the boat. Yeah, you got to pay attention. I love to pin them. I love to pin their asses right against the side of the boat. Yeah. That's my technique. If, Pete, when you can. Yeah, I pinned their, pin their asses against the side of the boat, and they just squeezed right out and did three <laughs> more loops, and then I had to catch them again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I tried that. I tried uh, the Amart technique, where you hook up. Put the trolling motor on high. Chase them down. And, and you, you don't chase them down. You just kind of drag them and wear them out. And uh, at least that's that was my understanding. Yeah. Try, I tried that. I'm like, all right, I got you. So I dragged I dragged a four-and-a-half, five-pounder around for a minute. You're in a tournament. You're just dragging <laughs> this fish around. And I'm like, all right, he's got to be tired. And he doesn't jump, you know, and he's coming in. I'm like, oh, this is going to be work. It's going to work. I get him right I get him right up to me. I get my hand down there. Whoop! Flips out of the water, does a somersault, and runs under the boat. I'm like, oh, that so that didn't work. <laughs> Mike's didn't work. I'm like, what? I'm like, I my hands. You talk about hands. Yeah. I have holes in my hands from the spines, from yeah. smallmouth spines. Yeah. I woke up this morning. I this finger was straight. I could not bend infection. it. Infection. Yeah, like it's, it's all. Yeah. Every, they're all infected. That happened from, to me. There's spines. Champagne with you a couple years ago. Woke my hands were throbbing so bad. Woke yep. me up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And you know, but I, I, like, fortunately, I didn't lose one. My partner did. Um, uh, Sean from uh, he's from Jersey, and uh, I fished with him actually two days. It's weird we wow. got him on twice, but uh, right. he had an unfortunate one where he had it pinned, 
and it got away. He had it pinned again, and it got away, and it got away for good that time. Uh, you know. So anyway, uh, the no net rule that really stinks. That's stupid. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> hey Pete, uh, Binkwood wants to know to, if Nate Wellman bought any co-angler fish. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I'm not aware. So, but, uh, so what? Ha- so what happened the last day? So that, that's what I'm curious. Okay. So I, you so, know, so I'm smashing them up. Yeah. So I, so so I'm going to tell you from my perspective. I'm watching it. There, there's no way you're not going to win this tournament from looking at it from my eyes, right? I haven't talked to you. I'm just watching the internet. I'm watching your weights. I know on the last day you're going to be fishing by yourself. There's no way you're not going to win this tournament. What happened? Well, you know, for the there's I had a couple things working against me. Um, number one, it was a bait-driven bite, right? It wasn't a goby-driven bite. Bait fish. It was a bait fish-driven bite, and these were emerald shiners, I assume, and um, there was just clouds of it. And it, it was just incredible how it was washing over the shoal I was fishing. And um, you'd see it on your graph. It, it would black your graph out a wow. lot of times. You big balls of bait, and then you'd see the the lasagna noodles. Yeah. You know, on yeah. the bottom, on the rises, and you're yeah. like, yeah, buddy. I'm like, we're about to get smashed, and oh, it was the best. Me and my second day partner had a double. Oh. Ten pounds of smallmouth came in the boat. Wow. Two five-pounders on a double. Wow, that's phenomenal. Two five-pounders, yeah, it's it's amazing. But but anyway, um, I started to notice on day two the bait was still there, but it was less. It was there in the morning real heavy, but as the afternoon progressed, it was less. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we had stronger winds on day three, right? It was no big deal. I just realized I'm not... You know, I'm not intimidated by the water anymore. It's just going to take me longer to get there. So it did. It took me almost two hours to get there. One way. One way, almost two hours back. And I had the shortest fishing day of the week. Right. Right? Because we're... Waiting at Bass Pro. Yeah, seven to three. It's eight hours only that we have. The previous day, I had eight and a half hours. The day... The, my long day was like nine, almost ten hours. Yeah. Right. So I only had eight hours, and I had my longest drive. Right. So I only had four hours to fish. Yeah. So my decision just had to be sharp. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going back there, and uh, I get there, and the bait is gone. Nothing. Just like crickets. I saw one ball of bait all day. Wow. Right. The bait is gone, but the gobies are there. Right. And the gobies are pecking at your bait. So, um, you know. I'm fishing along, and I'm like, well, maybe some residents will stay and feed on the gobies. And sure enough, I make three drifts, zero, right? On the first three drifts on uh, day two, we had four fish between four and five pounds wow. in the boat. On this day, zero. So I'm re- I'm already thinking plan B, and uh, which y- you have no time, yeah. right? I'm already – oh, yeah, it's yeah like I got this. three and a half hours now it's like to this. fish, yeah. right? And I'm thinking plan B, and boom, I smack a four and a half. Kept you there. I'm like, all right, uh, all right, here we go. So it kept me there for another hour. Another hour goes by, and n- nothing. And I'm moving around. I'm looking on the shoal. I'm, yeah. make, I'm adjusting deep, looking in different places. Looking for that bait again. Looking for a, an opportunity where I'm at. Yeah. Right, because this isn't a place you can run. You know, oh, I'll go over to the North Shore. I mean, it's a forty-five minute drive over there, right. man. I, you know, I'll go over to Peely, fish the bank, and it's like you got to battle six foot waves. To get, yeah, and you know, I'll go over there and come back. That ain't happening. No. You know, committed. So, you're committed. Yeah, you're, com- you're yeah. you may, I'm making those decisions. So, hour goes by, and I'm I'm ready to bail. 
because I'm like, I, I got to do something. And yeah. Boom, I get another four pounds. Oh, my God. And um, I'm like... What a dick tease, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it, is, it is mental anguish. It is pain and suffering like you cannot imagine. <laughs> it, it's, you know, so you're sitting there in contention. You're 11 ounces from the lead. And yeah. I know I've got two four-pounders. They were 8-11 and, uh, between them. If I fill that limit, I'm need winning. Three more bites. I'm winning this tournament. Yeah, you need. Three I've got more two bites. hours, right? So now I'm I'm at my breaking point. I got two hours left. What do I do? Yeah. Do I make? Do I go Plan B, or do I grind out Plan A? Yeah. And there's you know, and Plan B is 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 like a punt, man. It's like a hail mary yeah. pass or something, you know. And with only two hours, you know, by the time you get there and fish, you really only have an hour to fish, you right? Know? So I, I I decided to stay. Yeah. And uh and I missed a big one, right? In the next hour, and that was the last bite that I got there that wow. day. And I looked, you know, and it just that's the way it happened. The bait left, my fish left, and I just did not have enough time to adjust right. and go to a, go to a second. It's such and, a crunch. It's and, a crunch with and, with that with that limited period of time and the big water compounded. And those stinking big fish kept me there yeah the big ones bit had they not bit right had i gone 45 minutes an hour without a fish yeah i'd i'd have been out of there wow and maybe maybe bagged up a limit where where do you think the bait went do you have i mean to right now looking back on it do you have any idea where that bait went you know i I have shallower deeper i have some ideas you know it's like there's um there's a couple areas around where I was fishing. I, I don't know if it went shallow or deeper. I, I wish I had more time to figure that out. But this bait was wadded up in the in the shipping channel, like from top to bottom. Yeah. And I was fishing off the sides of the shipping channel. And, uh, you know, where I was fishing, it was just the east wind was just pushing it past there. And the wind direction didn't change or nothing. Huh. You know, so, you know. It got I, stronger, but the direction didn't change. It didn't change. So I don't know why they stopped washing over that shoal. The way I figure it is, the bait was there for a few days. I found them for like four days. That bait was there. Yeah. And then big smallmouth were chewing the daylights out of it. And they said, we're leaving. Right. <laughs> we, you know, we, we lost Uncle Frank yeah. and my sister. <laughs> and uh, the, the bait just packed their bags. Yeah, we're getting the hell out of here. We're going to go to another zebra mussel shoal and yeah. feed because this yeah. one's full of... Too many casualties. Yeah, too many <laughs> casualties. And they, I think maybe they just... The bass ate, ate them away. Right. And they split. And uh, I, I, that's my only guess because the conditions didn't change that much. So, so long story short, you know, I've dreaded it. I've had eight-hour drive home. To think about Plan we B, thought it over and over. If yeah. the, and if I'd have gone to Plan B with two hours and Plan B didn't work out, I'd be sitting here talking to you saying, "I should have stayed." You should have stayed. You I know, could have got three more bites. Could have yeah. done it right there. You know, it's never a right or wrong decision. The right decision is the one you make on that day. You can't yeah. look back and, Pete, and regret I, anything. I can see it in your face, man. <laughs> I do. I could. Yeah, I could tell. You, you're still. You're still carrying it from oh, from the event. Uh, I'm telling well, it's you, fresh. I, it's oh yeah. Fresh. How it's, many days ago? It's was a it? fresh wound. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. If you if you're passionate about this sport like I am, if you're competitive like that, I'm telling it. This will torture me. It, I'll be out there on the Chesapeake on guide trips, but my mind is going to be back to yeah. decision making yeah. on Lake Erie. Yeah. Pete, I am. What was Plan B? I am question. <laughs> Plan B was moved to uh, to there. I had a I had a couple. Uh, the first one was I was going to go over to the North Shore and crank, 
and I could have troughed waves over to the North Shore, so I could have made it there relatively easy and and zipped up the bank. But uh, there is, you know, there, uh, my question was, was the wind banging on that bank too? Right. So if it was, it was no good. So I I was unsure about that one. And then the the other one was to move to the other side of the shipping channel, and and fish shoals over there, which I fished at practice and zeroed on. Right. But my thoughts were, if the bait has left here, maybe it's pulled up over there. Right. And started feeding over there. So that was those were my two options, or or option three, which was catch the fish resident right. fish where I was at. So yeah, I I tell you just from. Pete talking, I think he made the right decision. I think that's the decision I would have made. That dude, that's the place that got you there. Yeah. They were obviously there. There were a few still there that were telling you you made the right decision. Uh, that was it, the right decision. It's just tough, break. My part and my partner, uh, you know, he caught a four and a half pounder in that last two hours and another keeper to go with it. You know, they were still there. And that's the tough part about smallmouth fishing, especially yeah. when there's so few and you split them out with your co anglers. Yeah. There's no you way know. to protect anything when you're yeah. drifting like that. On the, the second day of that tournament, uh, Nick, who was my co angler uh, on day two, we caught, he had. He had three fish for 15 pounds, and wow. uh, I had I had 23 pounds or 20. We had between us we had six five pound smallmouth. That's amazing in the in the boat, dude. A, an, an actual five pound smallmouth is a difficult fish to catch. Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we had no six pound. I didn't see any real big ones there. Yeah. But every day. Everyday five pounders are coming in. Well, let's get uh, real quick. Let's get a look at the baits, Pete. You caught them on, and then uh, and then I would have jumped to another topic from Lake Erie. But let's let's take a look. And this is uh, this is interesting to me. I want to see this. Well, this is uh, there. There's the majority of the fish that I caught this week were uh, on a tube. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess you could see that. And it's a it's a dark watermelon with with copper and purple fleck. Yeah. In it. Just a, just a regular tube, old school. Yeah. Old school, dragon tubes. Yeah. Right. The internal jig head, three eighths, in, half Internal ounce? three eighths to a quarter. Three eighths to a quarter. Yeah. Okay. On first day I was using a quarter. Second, third days, wind wind was up a little bit. I went to three eighths. Yeah. And um, you know, I find that in the fall a lot of times those bigger bass will are going to eat that tube. Yeah. Um, and then on uh, a, a couple of the fish that I caught every day were on Erie darters. That's a poor boy's bait. Now, drop shot it or on a jig head? Drop shot. Drop shot. Okay. Drop shot. Yeah. yeah. So I was going back and forth between drop shot and the tube. Yeah. And, uh, Give them the Brian Hill. He'll do a close-up of those two baits. And uh, and then my, my shallow water pattern, which was which was awesome. And, um, you know, the this was a turn. I caught 23 pounds, 14 ounces. Uh, in the last time I fished in September on the wiggle wart, and uh, I caught them on that again. I was catching them in the shallow water, six to eight feet. Wow! In this, it was a little bit more stained up there. So much fun, man. Wiggle wart's a great bait, great uh, smallmouth bait. Yep, it is, is outstanding. Pre, is that a pre-wrap wiggle wart? It is a brand new wiggle wart. Brand new wiggle wart. Brand new. Uh, the the smallies eat the brand new stuff, man. And uh, right on. Yeah, this is. So a, you don't have to have the hundred dollar eBay nah, wiggle warts. Okay. Now nah, you want you these ones. And uh, the other ones were there was there was three crankbaits I was using this one and then I had the DT10 DT10 classic yeah, bait yeah in this um, I don't know this color it's uh, 
You recognize this? Uh, some a-hole created that color. <laughs> blueback herring. It's a, it's a, I, I think blueback herring. I thought it looked like an emerald shiner. <laughs> I think maybe they did too. But I was using a DT-10 in that 8 to 12 foot zone. Yeah. And then I would get them on the DT-16 yeah. uh, when they were deeper than that. Yeah. You know, and I was able to get them uh, pretty good on that pattern. But, you know, that deeper water pattern was putting out a bigger four pounders all you know bigger consistent quality. four pounders yeah. i caught lots of big fish cranking at practice but um yeah the the deeper bite was the deal it was the deal that's amazing but, that's amazing and i use scent too um i use some of the liquid mayhem uh on my tubes and uh, it would that's key because smallmouth are scent feeders they 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 go they feed by smell yeah a lot more than a largemouth it, it is it is a big deal and when what happens is you start working over these shoals and you you hit them and you got to hit them with something else you got to give them a different look a different flavor a different scent uh and what ha- what winds up happening is you get more bites that way yeah you know, if you a lot of guys out there make the mistake of running over the same spots with the same baits over and over again, yeah. and wondering why they're not getting bit. Yeah. But these smallmouth are they're fished for out there, so you got to give them a different look to keep them biting. Yeah. And uh, and that liquid mayhem scent, you know, it's I was I was using. I'd drift through and then I'd send it up. I'd drift through again and I'd get a few more bites. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Good tournament, Pete. Amazing tournament, Mike. Before uh, you move on, yeah. Do you want to circle back to your Wisconsin for a second? Sure. We had a really big IM. Yeah, what do we got on IM? So Dave Mercer took uh, objection to your description of what happened on the stage. <laughs> we have Dave Mercer IMing us. All right, Dave what Mercer they... said, Ike, if you would have listened to the words that came out of my big mouth, I said you needed 10.1 to guarantee the class. Oh, guarantee. Then I also told you you were in a tie to get in. But all the tiebreakers need to be worked out. However, oh. that point, you're already on your way out to Erie. <laughs> Congrats. I hope you actually talked to me on the stage in Tulsa. <laughs> uh, Dave, thank you for the I am. I absolutely will talk to you. Not, I, that was no hard feelings. I was I was having another panic attack. i got to admit. I've got a problem here in my older age. I'm having panic attack. I have anxiety issues. I'm going to get all that worked out with medication. Nothing will happen like that at Grand Lake. So thank you for that I am. That was pretty awesome. A lot of people, too. And I didn't put them through yet, but I'm getting my balls broke pretty hard about this because they about think the we're pants. trying to avoid it. No, 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 no. They all, every, a lot of people want to know about the Mark Menendez disqualification. I mean, uh, you want to circle back on that later, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, well, well let, let's talk about that a little later. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, I, you, you know, I, w- I want to break in and talk one more uh, little detail about Lake Erie, which is it was a big tournament for a lot of other reasons. You were there trying to trying to win an event. Uh, there were guys there trying to get a classic berth uh, mm-hmm. from that tournament, but a lot of guys were actually trying to get into the elites and that's a big story um and and so you know that was a make it or break it tournament for a lot of guys uh and and you know the one name that stands out and and i think brian the carpenter's trying to dial him up right now uh is a huge friend of the show and and fellow new jersey pro angler adrian avena yeah ended up at the top of the points in the northern standings, yeah, that's awesome. amazing. What a what a, I mean, he had three solid tournaments to get mm-hmm. himself at the top of the points lead. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to track him down on the phone, but he's that, that that's an amazing yeah, that, uh, open year. He was in. He had a lot of pressure on him coming into Lake Erie. A lot of pressure. A and, lot of pressure. And he he worked. He worked. I mean, it, it wasn't easy. He put his time in, and uh, he earned every bit of that spot to the to the elite's invitation. Um, and congratulations, Adrian. And 
I'd like to also, we haven't really discussed it, and I know you want to talk, but I want to special congratulations to Whitney Stevens, who won the tournament. Yes, big congrats uh, to Whitney Stevens. A- amazing job of consistency out there on Lake Erie in very, very tough conditions. Congratulations, and he's a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have him on sometime. I'd love to have him on. I'd love to hear about, you know, what how he caught him. And uh, it looked like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of watching the uh, – I watch the blogs. They don't do as good of a job on the opens, but I watch the blogs. And then I go through the photo galleries. And, uh, boy, I looked at the photo gallery from Whitney on the last day. He freaking jacked their asses, dude. <laughs> I mean, just – I don't know. There was like yeah. 78 pictures and like 60 of them were him catching different fish. So, yeah. look, I am – I am in love with you tonight, Pete. Everyone's congratulating congratulating the weight loss. Not happy with the beard and the hat saying you're looking like Biffle now. They're also saying that with Pete's weight loss, he's beginning to make you look fat. Oh! <laughs> Somebody oh, else wants oh. to know when, when Bass is going to give you some respect and get rid. Brian, can you get a, uh, a couch cam shot? I got you. People want to know when Bass is going to pay you the respect and get rid of your 1992 picture they have on your profile. Bring it back. Bring it back, Pete. Look at that. I know, man. Wow. I'm not I'm not getting any love from them over there. We need there. an update. Uh, Bass yeah. Communications, if you're watching, we know you are. Please, <laughs> please update Pete's photo. And bio and all and that bio, stuff. And bio, yeah. The, uh, you know, they, they. I got no love. Uh, the They put the GoPro on my boat. Yeah. It, it, the first five footer I hit, it was gone. <laughs> and, uh, so we got. Did no, they find you for that or? No, oh. I mean not gone, gone, but it got shut off or oh. fried or didn't work anymore. Uh. And uh, so you know they were like, uh, "All right, we're going to put a photographer on you to come out and, and get some get some shots of you." And uh, I t- I told them where they where I was fishing and where I was at and how what it would take to get there, and they're like. Um, we're not going to go out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, so, we're not going to drive two hours no. and six footers. No, we'll, we'll we'll follow Remitz around. He's fishing. <laughs> the, he's fishing a protected side of the island. We're going to go follow him. <laughs> That's funny. Where was Remitz, by the way? On the wagon wheel side up here? Yeah, he was on there over on the west shore, yeah, the west air, part of there somewhere. Wagon yeah. wheel and somewhere else. The I year I know. won, he fished over there. I saw him over Is that there right? a lot. Yeah, so I figured he was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good area. Uh, so yeah, so the, the Northern Open, uh, uh, last Northern Open, another big thing. We've got ourselves five new qualifiers for the elites. You might recognize some of the names on that list. Obviously, Adrian's on there. Uh, good friend of the show, Dave Lefever, I think is number two <laughs> on that list. Uh, you know, so the big question is, you know, are these guys going to accept the invitations? You know, uh, I, I don't know. I'd be curious. I mean. Well, you, Dave, know, you know Dave's going to. Dave, you'd, Dave's, you'd figure. You'd well, figure he I, would go. I've talked to him. Uh-huh. That's his objective in being there. Is, gotcha. Is he's to make tr- the elite. He's he, trying to make the job. He wants more tournaments to compete in, and, yep. and he, def- he wants to be in Well, the he'll have to make a decision next year, though, because yeah. there's no possible way you could fish both circuits next year. Hmm. So he's going to have to actually make a decision and fish one or the other. Yeah, I believe there's three that overlap, right? There are three overlap. Why the hell three would they overlap. do that? Why that would... is all so done. Selfish. In my opinion, that's all done maliciously. Yeah, yeah no doubt. No doubt. And, and, and unfortunately, the way it lays out is FLW announced their schedule way in advance. So it Fans falls on best. On them. It falls on <laughs> best, you know? Wow. So, but on a brighter note. On a brighter note. Speaking of people who have a decision to make. Yes. Uh, we have Adrian on the line. We do have Adrian. Cool. Is this a phone call or is this Skype? Uh, we got a phone call. A phone call. Uh, joining us live via phone, my bell, Adrian Avina, everybody. Adrian. What's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Man, I'm actually uh, 
shoot, I don't know if like I don't know if you ever fish. I'm actually at Corson Pond right now over in Millville, casting a frog around trying to catch me a bass. Yeah, right <laughs> now in the pitch black. Yeah, man, it's dark outside. Oh, dude, you're hardcore. I can't take it. Nah. Yeah, I, I just get through every day. I don't catch a bass, and I get through withdrawal. I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we, uh, first of all, congratulations on a freaking amazing year. I don't, I don't even want to uh, just talk about the opens. Great FLW year, phenomenal FLW year, and then a freaking amazing open season. Three really, really good tournaments, uh, and, and you ended up at the top of the points list. That's freaking awesome. Congratulations! So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give you a chance to think about this. I'm gonna put you on the spot. All our viewers want to know. I have a feeling I know the answer to it, but you've got an invitation to fish the elites. Are you gonna take it? Is that, is this the direction you, you want to go with your career? Man, I mean, uh, <laughs> and of course, I mean a lot of people already know the answer. It's definitely a yes. Um, I mean, it's a little, little unfortunate. I mean, I heard, uh, heard you talking about a little bit, more, a little bit about it before about Lefevre having to make the decision. I mean, me yeah. personally, uh, being a younger guy with little responsibility, I'd love to fish both, man. And uh, yeah, uh, but unfortunately, like you said, there's three that overlap. So I mean, it looks like I'm gonna only have to go one way, and, and without a doubt, it'll be an elite series. I mean, it's just, uh, it's so hard. The competition on the on the opens is so stout. That if you if you do have that opportunity, you gotta grasp it. And, uh, yeah. and right now, I mean, I'm just looking forward to it. This week, I'm gonna really hit the sponsorship end hard and, and make some phone calls and try and put some stuff together. And and hopefully, uh, I'll be over there with you next year. That that's awesome. I, and I think you're making the right decision. FLW is a great organization, great circuit. Uh, but for sure, I think bass for for your career, the longevity of your career, I think it's the right way to go. You know, we've been we've been talking about it for years. I, I think you know what you're doing is is the right decision, and I think you're going to kick ass in bass. I think you're going to go over there and, and, and kick ass. Besides that, now bass will have a guinea they can root for. <laughs> Another Jersey guy. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I don't have to take all the heat now, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I'll, th- I'll throw some of the heat your way, Adrian. Yeah, uh, man. So let me let me, uh, let me also uh, mention this real quick while I'm thinking about it. Uh, for those of you that follow Ike Live, you remember last year we actually fished with Adrian. We set up a saltwater trip. Uh, we had uh, our very own Dave Brodzik and, and Brian the Carpenter out on the boat with Adrian. And then like a couple weeks later, Pete was out with him. So, uh, Adrian, I'm putting you on the spot right now, and I'm telling you, this time, we're not going to book the trip. We're not going to book it in advance. When those mothers start biting out in that bay, <laughs> oh, dude. you call and, me, and man. I don't care if it's number. an hour's notice. Yeah. You freaking call that. me. We're coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, that's, and that's how it is, too. I mean, those fish, I mean, just said, and we talked about it, you know, and, and they're a migratory fish, so they're not like bass. You know, bass are stuck in a pond all their life. You know, they got nowhere to go. It's just a matter of finding them. These straight bass, and they just swim up and down the coast. So it's either it's either they're there or they're not. And unfortunately, when we went out, we had our trip. They weren't, so we were forced to catch some togs on drop shots. But that's, uh, I mean, it's still fun. But I mean, definitely this time around, we're gonna smash. Yeah, yeah. Look, looking forward to that. That's going to be an amazing trip. Now, in preparation, you know, I, I tell you, for for those of our listeners that don't know, Adrian's a, one of the hardest workers I've seen. I know the amount of time you put in uh, in, in practice and preparation for these events. Is that something you plan on continuing in preparation for the elites? Um, you know, the schedule's announced. Are you going to go ahead and put 
pre-scouting time in and a lot of work on these fisheries before the season starts? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I don't have I don't have the experience like a guy like yourself or, or the majority of the guys that fish the Elite Series. I mean, me personally, um, I've only fished seven out of the nine venues for next year. So, I mean, right there, I'm kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I do. I mean, I plan on I plan on trying to get to as many places as I can. Um, and if I don't get to get there, you know, I mean, I just uh, I plan on doing a lot of research, whether it be online or, or just some map studying and Google Earth and you know, all that type of stuff. But uh, I definitely think I definitely think that's that's helped me. Um, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I was always told, you know, you work harder than the next guy, and good things are going to happen. And yeah, and that's just been my mindset from day one, and and it's all been working out. That's awesome. Adrian, it's Pete. Congratulations, man. Uh, what an accomplishment winning the points, man. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I had to feel a lot of pressure going into day two out there at Erie. I mean, we were talking about the mental anguish that me and Mike went through yeah. <laughs> that week. I know you were going through it, too, man. Waking up that morning on the second day, knowing you needed a bag to make the elites. Uh, how'd that feel? How'd you get through that? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no doubt, and, I, and honestly, I had more pressure day one because um, going into that tournament, mean, I, I went out there two weeks prior uh, just to get running around a little bit because the last time I fished here was actually the only time, and that was back in 2011, I believe, or 2012, and, and I had my worst tournament of my life. I, I caught five bass in two days of fishing, and I really didn't learn anything. I mean, I was very, it was, I just wasn't experienced. Um, so I saw I saw a weather window two weeks prior that it was going to be calm, and uh, all you guys know on Lake Erie, if you got a if you got an opportunity to go out there when it's calm, you can learn a lot because on those days it's rough. It's really hard to learn anything. Um, so I was able to get out there and I, and I learned I learned a ton. And I was able to run around and and, um, and and figure a few things out. So when it comes time for the tournament, I had I had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I really played it conservative that first day. I went, I went out. I had, a, I had an area where I thought I could catch 15 pounds or so, and, and I figured 15 to 17 pounds a day would keep me in the hunt of qualifying, and that's where I ended up doing the first day. But it just took me so long to catch 15 pounds. I, I almost wasted all my day trying to catch it, and I made a, I made a move late in the day, and I caught two four-pounders in an area around Peely. And uh, on day two, I had a real long day. I was doing at 515. I just told myself I was going to get in that area and hunker down and. And I mean, I had one of the best smallmouth days I had in my life. Uh, I mean, I caught like I, I know you're talking about the the leader catching a bunch of bass. I mean, I kid you not, between me and my co-anglers, we probably caught 110 bass that day. Wow! And wow. I'd say 50 of them were over three and a half pounds. I mean, it was literally the best day of my life. Oh my god, that's awesome! Were wow. you were you shallow cranking? No, I mean, I was actually catching them deep. I was catching them between 23 to 27 foot. I mean, they were just. What I noticed on Erie, and I mean, and it kind of gives away a lot, and a lot of people are picking it up on it, and, and um, it's just for me when it comes down to when it comes down to a map, I almost throw a map out on Lake Erie. It's, it's kind of weird, and it, and it sounds stupid, but uh, for me, when it comes to those islands, when it comes to those rocky shoals, when it comes to all that stuff. I don't even look at that anymore. Or at least that's what I didn't look at this week. I looked at those subtle high spots, those subtle things on those flats, and and that's what I was really keying in on because those places there are real high percentage. You'll know in, in three to five minutes. You'll know in a few casts whether or not you're going to get a bite. And for me, I mean, I just I'm I mean I'm a crazy fisherman. I run around like a madman. 
I can't get in an area and drift around all day. That's not my style. So being able to find stuff that was high percentage, that was my key to speed yeah. last week. Wow. Yeah, and that doesn't get fished as much, that stuff. That's, that's No, the, absolutely That's the not. juice. Mm-hmm. That's the juice. That's the mega juice. Uh, Adrian, congratulations. What, what what an awesome year. What a great way to end it. Uh, congratulations on qualifying for Elites. Looking forward to having you out there with us next year. It's going to be awesome. Another Jersey guy mm-hmm. uh, on the circuit. Uh, before we let you run, though, um, you've got a really cool kids fishing tournament that you do every year. Uh, and you do it locally. You do it here in, in, in South Jersey. Tell everybody a little bit about your tournament and and where they could get some info on it and how they could participate. Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest thing for me, when I first got started, I mean, I, I was a saltwater guy at heart, but I started with these little these little fishing tournaments uh, that were located in my hometown, and it was, get, uh, it was get fishing hooked on, or not hooked on drugs or something like that, and it's basically for kids under 12 years of age, and uh, they actually it was put on by the fire department. They actually stopped doing it the last few years, um, and I just thought it was a it would, it would have been a good thing for me to get ahead and restart that. So I decided to get it going, and this is actually the third year we're doing it. Um, all the proceeds get donated to a, a local charity called the Challengers League of Vineland, and it's um, I believe it's seven dollars per person. It includes a bunch of different things. And the best way to find out is just uh, maybe look me up on social media uh, or just go to my website, adrianavina.com, and uh, there's a bunch of information on that. But it's a great time, and it's this Saturday coming up, so it's only, uh, well, see, I guess it's less than a week away. Yeah. Wow. This Saturday. That's well, cool. I'm going to see if me and you Jake. You have to come out with Jake? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. see if me and Jake can yeah. fit that into our schedule. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, bring, bring Jake out and jack some, like, eight-pounders. Yeah. Well, he yeah. caught a 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah, so a funny story about this. I might go last this. Um, so the tournament, it, it gets held at South Island Park. Yeah. And, I mean, you're probably familiar with South Island Park. Well, you know that little pond that's actually in that back corner in the woods over by the movie theater? Yeah. Well, the tournament, the youth tournament last year was actually won out of that little pond. The kid, the kid come running across the parking lot with a four-pound largemouth. He caught it in the woods in that little pond. Wow. <laughs> this year, we got to say something about it. That you got to only fish the main lake, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, hey, Adrian, it's Dave. Um, have you started figuring out any of your travel plans for next year on, on tour? No, I mean, honestly, I haven't. I, uh, I, mean, shoot, I, I really didn't even look at the schedule too much. I mean, I just know... Uh, I know I looked over it real brief. I mean, because I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't want to get too carried away. I wanted to really focus on Erie. And um, today we kind of just laid low. So I'm going to really hit it hard this week, and uh, in the next couple of weeks I should have some stuff figured out. Are you Are you still with that same smoking hot girl you were with when we were at your house last year? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not. Actually, job, I'm not. I guess uh, the 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 life of a bass fisherman is a easy on relationship. Well, there, there goes that. But Joe, I was going to talk about the Under Armour yoga pants we had to send them. Got it. Get another one, dude, and I'll, I'll, I'll re- we'll, we'll revisit that one. <laughs> uh, Adrian, thanks for carving some time out for us, and uh, a good job. We'll talk to you soon, man. Congratulations, right, buddy. buddy. We'll Adrian, everybody. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, he's cool, man. Cool dude. Cool dude. Good job this year. Freaking amazing job. Amazing job. It's it's amazing. He made that, right? He finished first place. You made it into the Classic. And uh, it reminds me of a a quick story when uh, I was on the bubble uh, for the last tournament at Lake Eufaula. 
on the top 100. And I'll never forget it because you, you remember you driving away and telling us how you were freaked out. Yeah. Well, I'm on the bubble, and I had an average day on my last day. Yeah. I knew I was still on the bubble. At Eufaula. At Eufaula. Yeah. I put them, put them on a scale, and now everybody else has got to weigh in. And I'm, I stood there and watched one after another pass me, and I'm like freaking out. I can't take it. Yeah. So I got in my truck and started driving, just yeah. like just like you did. Absolutely. You know, take and, your uh, mind off it. So I drive. I drive all. I, I, I'm in no man's land. Out. I drive for an hour, hour and a half. I knew that's what it would take. So I'm like, the weigh-in's got to be over. It's just ending right now. So I pull back into the parking lot and uh, I get out of my truck and uh, I start walking towards the weigh-in and I hear them calling. They say, Pete Gluzek, could you report to the bass trailer? And um, I'm like, yes, I made it. I made it to Classic. F you, F you, F you, right? Yeah. And I get down there, and I'm sitting across from Tin Tucker, and I sit down, and he goes, Pete, how does it feel to be the first guy out of the Classic? Oh. What? what a... Who does that? Who said that? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Tim Tucker, yeah. you bastard. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he was a, he was a great, greatest greatest writer that Bass has yeah, had. Yeah, he was right? awesome. He wanted the story, so I figured all these warm, feel-good stories, there's one that really sucks. Oh. You know? And uh, But yeah, I sat there across from him, and uh, he asked me that question. And I, I, I had like I, I pulled the Dave Mercer like you did to Dave Mercer. I just walked away from the table, <laughs> <laughs> just left. I'm not talking to you. Uh, See ya. What a treat it is to uh, be in that spot. We spawned a new I am character. We did. Adrian's ex. Adrian's ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Adrian, if you want to be really mean, we can get, uh, g- give us our cell number. We'll put it up here on our IM. Or just uh, give it to me, and I'll just hold or on. Or give it to it. Brian, and he'll call her in an hour here. Uh, also, before we get off the Lake Erie topic, one last thing. Also want to give a shout-out to uh, a couple of our, our friends, too. Jason Root. We all know Jason. Uh, great, great tournament. Great tournament. Great tournament. Ended up third place, probably one big fish away from winning. Good job, Jason. Also, uh, Greg DePalmer. Uh, 13th. 13th place. Yeah. Yeah. Great tournament. Another South Jersey guy. Young South guy. Jersey rocking. Yeah. I like it. Well, you know, DePalmer qualified for the elites. He did. He did, and I think it was 2006. I didn't know that. He qualified, and he opted not. To take it at that wasn't time. ready. Wasn't ready for it. Wasn't yeah. wasn't ready. Uh, and uh, now now he's he's been battling to try to requalify. He wants to now. Like yeah. he's committed to it. He's right. developed his fishing skills and uh, or whatever. Yeah. But he's decided he wants to do it now, so he's trying for it. So it's 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 like Adrian said. The opens are so tough right now. Yeah. You know he's got an opportunity. Oh, it's tough. He, he he might battle those opens for five ten more years before he gets everything's got to work again. out. It's three yeah. events. To be in the top five, that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. You know who has the best open that um, record that I know, I'm aware of? Who's that? He's had the best season that I, I know of. Art Ferguson. Really? Yeah. Art fished an open season where he won two of the events. Oof. And he had a top ten in the third. Wow. I think it was a fourth. Wow. Is that's it? smoking him. Because I thought I had it. I won the points. I, I, I had two fourths and a seventh yeah and i was like oh i got the best that's the best one that i've and then i looked and art smoked me like i was standing still 
two firsts. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing with the amount of competition. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, Mike. We got a, a Facebook message uh, just came in. Nothing against Becky, but is more comfortable sending sexist comments on I am with Dave in there. <laughs> Hold on, I was reading something. What was that, Brian? <laughs> they feel more comfortable sending sexist IM uh, messages to you. And oh, not yeah. Becky. yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get all the racist and sexist stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm deleting the racist You're and sexist doing, stuff. I'm keeping the sexist well, stuff. Speaking of Becky. Speaking of Becky. Hey, oh, Becky. look at that. All speaking the pervs will be happy now. They've been asking uh, for we you. We might put you on the couch tonight, Becky. You want to sit on the couch? Yeah, sit down on the couch. Um, we told you she might make an appearance. And here she goes, live, and she has Adrian's girlfriend's yoga pants on. <laughs> his ex-girlfriend's his ex. yoga pants on. What did I miss Adrian's not his girlfriend. Ah, it's a long story. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let me catch everybody up, too. I mentioned it earlier, but uh, big shout-out to Brian Bickle and the Bickle Foundation. Uh, we were up in Chicago right before Sturgeon Bay event, fishing that event. Really cool deal. Uh, Bickle Foundation raises money for uh, uh, abused dogs and uh, and and you know finding homes uh, for pit bulls. Uh, so thank you, Brian, for having me up there. That was a great event. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Cast Crew. Uh, and for those of you that don't follow Cast Crew, uh, look them up on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Cast Crew, bunch of great guys from the Chicago area. I've known him for years. Um, want to give away a little something. Uh, and, and, Pete, you don't even know this yet, but I'm going to go ahead and give this away. One of our shows we have planned, and I'm, I'll even give you a date. It's our December 6th show, so we've got a little time for it. We're doing an urban fishing special, and we're going to base a whole show around... People that fish that live in, in cities, that mm-hmm. live in urban centers, and, and this, this changing of the guard with new anglers. It's going to be a great show, and we're actually going to have the cast crew guys come down from Chicago for that and sit in with us. So that's going to be a great show. It's going to be awesome. That, Real, that, really cool show. That, sound, that sounds cool. People still talk all the time about City Limits. Oh, City Limits was a great show. They loved you on that show. and uh, I mean, I, I promise you, every, every week somebody comments about... Uh, you know what you did with city limits. It was, it, it was a cool show. The, the thing about being an angler in, in that we live in these areas, you know, we all love to travel and go to these wonderful, great fisheries. But every day, we fish in these places that where we live. Absolutely. You know, and that's what made you know that kind of show special. It, so it, 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 it's kind of cool that we're having one like. Yeah, it. we're going to have those guys in, and we're we're going to talk about how the sport's changing and how there's a whole new group of, of guys that are growing up in cities mm-hmm. and still falling in love with the sport. It's going to be a great show. Keep your eye out for that December sixth cast crew. And by the way, during one of the breaks, Brian the Carpenter, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to play. A video clip, and this was all shot with Sony action cam cameras, uh, filmed by the cast crew. We're going to play that video, and the video clip is entitled Chunk O Meat. Chunk O Meat. Chunk O Meat. Chunk O Meat. Uh, keep your eye out for that. Uh, also, a big shout out to uh, two of my favorite ladies in the world, besides my wife, um, uh, our daughter uh, Drew, who's turning 16. Coming up this Wednesday. Seventeen. Se- seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> she's seven. I want to keep her young. That's why I said that. She turned seventeen, yeah. and uh, our youngest daughter, uh, Estella, 
who turned three recently. Yeah, you got that right. Big, big <laughs> day. I got that one right. <laughs> big day. Let me put you on the spot, uh, Rebecca. Uh, now that you're on the casting couch, you uh, have a a daughter, your only daughter, your only biological daughter, that turned three. Is this a big moment for you? Yeah. This is horrible. Horrible? So depressing. No. She's I mean, growing I don't, up. I don't, I don't want to birth anymore, because if you've met Vegas and Stella, you would understand very quickly why I don't want to birth anymore. We make crazy kids. They're nuts. <laughs> right? But are you sad or are you happy? No, she's I'm totally three. sad. I'm totally you're sad. sad. You're no. sad because they're growing up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. she's the last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really fun to watch. She them. might not be the last. No, no. Nobody's fixed up here. But that's so permanent. Doesn't that scare you? What, being fixed up? Yeah. Tom's fixed yeah. up and his balls look like freaking uh, balloon. <laughs> He's got alvatitis. But Tom's balls were always big. Now he has something <laughs> to blame it on. <laughs> yeah, but is it is is it more like a, you know a small hammer or a small nail? His balls are what? Well, no, like if you have a small nail, does it make the hammer look bigger? <laughs> <laughs> you say you saying all potatoes no meat? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I freestyled and it didn't come out that right. <laughs> I'm trying to read it and joke at the same it's time. Yeah. It's all right, well, don't be. It's, the, it's hard as a mom to just be like. It's hard yeah, as that's, it's hard as a dad too. I mean, Jake's six now. He just turned six, and uh, I. It's like you want to keep him there, you know. You yeah. know, I, I'm, every time he grows up and does something cool, new and cool, I love it. But I still miss all the silly little stuff he was doing when he was younger, you know. And yeah, it just uh, puts he's not going to do that anymore. Further from like that that nugget you made, you know what nugget. I mean. I do. I do. Uh, it, it's it's a good time. It is what it is. It's good. It's Eight, eighteen months was my favorite with my kids. I liked eighteen months. Really? That's when they're seeing things for the first time yeah. and reacting to that's, a squirrel hopping across the sidewalk. You know? Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what I like the most. It's a cool time. Uh, let me remind everybody, uh, you can watch Ike Live anytime if you're missing it, if you want to watch it uh, on the way to work. If you're bored out of your mind, you have insomnia like Brian does every night. Uh, you can watch us anytime and you can find us a lot of places. Find us on MikeIganelli.com. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. And find us on Carbon TV. Speaking of Carbon TV, you mentioned uh, City Limits. For the first time in history, you can watch the old City Limits episodes right? on CarbonTV.com. No very, thing. very exciting. Go over there and sign up. You can watch that stuff for free. Uh, also, Ike Live now is in the world of social media. We do have social media sites. It's at Ike Live Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please look for us. And, of course, Periscope. We Periscope before the show. Uh, keep watching us on Periscope. Uh, big announcement here, Beck. We have official winners now for the X mark. Mm-hmm. Take back your weekend sweepstakes. That was very exciting. That was uh, several months of do we not have that ready? <laughs> nope. No. Uh, we have some winners, but and there's we're, winners. There's winners, and before the show's Allegedly. over, we're going to announce those winners. Uh, and congratulations to all those winners uh, over at Xmark. Whoever they are. <laughs> Whoever yeah, they no, are. The, I think the Beck. The, did you send me the email? I did. The guy who won the mower. I think his name was Walt. Walt. And I believe it's Jim that is fishing with you. Okay, so congratulations, Walt, on the grand prize, which was the Xmark mower. By the way, Xmark does make the world's most amazing, incredible lawnmowers. I don't know if you knew that. I was aware. Okay. Uh, Walt, congratulations (laughs) on winning the mower. But Walt wasn't the real winner. The real winner was 
I believe his name's Jim. Jim. I hope I'm not messing with up. Because Jim and I will be fishing the Delaware River in early November. Yep. Very excited to fish with you. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Hopefully, they'll be getting to their winter in holes. Uh, getting it's a great time of year for the Grouped river. up a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and we'll we'll catch a lot of fish. It'll be fun. Uh, Liquid Mayhem. Pete, you talked about it earlier. Killer scent. Great scent. Great product. Uh, we're going to be doing... Brian Carpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to be doing a trivia question tonight. That's correct. A little later at the end of the show, so hang on. And the winner of this trivia question is going to get an amazing gift pack from Liquid Mayhem. Tell me what, what's going to be in that gift pack, Bri, if they're you could. Get, they're going to get all five cents. All five cents of Liquid Mayhem. That's and, and here they go. I'm going to go down the line of what they what this guy's going to get or, or lady's going to get when they win this trivia question. They're going to get the crawfish scent. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the garlic crawfish scent for mm-hmm. when you're in the mood for more of like a pizza kind of appetizer. They're going to get the garlic minnow Scent. Do we get sound? That was a twilight sound effect. (laughs) Uh, Are we doing that, by the way? What's that? Uh, I'll talk to you about later. (laughs) They're going to get the shad scent. And last but not least, uh, especially. Spooky? That was spooky. Especially designed for by Babe Winkleman. They're going to get the leech. Leech. (laughs) Scent. Does a leech have a scent? Yes, leech. Oh yeah. He? Yes, leech. I'm sure everything has oh, a scent. Of course. Yeah, full of blood. Yeah, leech. So it's like irony. Love leech. <laughs> Did they you love say irony? I couldn't recognize it, <laughs> but maybe the fish can. Okay. Apparently uh, so. So uh, keep 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 in tune. We're going to do that uh, in a little bit. Uh, also, want to remind you, uh, Ike Foundation uh, still up and running. Uh, if you want to contribute, if you want to help out and donate some product, if you got some rods and reels uh, that are that are hanging around, uh, please send them to us. We'd love to get those rods and reels in the hands of kids groups all over the country. Uh, you can find us at Ike Foundation. Uh, uh, MikeIcondelli.com slash Ike Foundation. Uh, log on there and, and send us some stuff, and we'll get it to kids. Uh, Brian Carpenter, we've got a big announcement right now, a very important announcement. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what we've got here? We have a friend of the show, um, William Watkins from upstate New York, and he has a, uh, a uh, tournament he's running for his nephew. Gotcha. A charitable event. Okay, and so we've got uh, we've got him on Skype, or we've got him on a call. What do we got? We got Skype. Man. We've got Skype. All right, I like it. I like it. I believe. Uh, I like I like Skype. Skype is good. Uh, joining us live, uh, William. How are you tonight? How you doing, Mike? Good. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. What do you got going on? Tell us a little bit about what you have cooking. Well, it was like I had told you um, when I spoke with you up at the St. Lawrence. I I told you about the event. Told you about my friend there, Rob Gafredo. You know, um, through, through, oh, give me a second. I'm trying to think here. Uh, it was July of 2013. Uh, sorry, give me a second. Oh, that's I get all right. Talking about it. Uh, my mother gave me a called me and uh, had told me that. Uh, my nephew'd been in a car accident, and um, sorry, no, that's um, okay. That he had passed away, and uh, Rob showed up 
was there with me at the accident scene, and I didn't know what else to do. I started this bass tournament in memory of him. It's taken off the last couple of years. Um, the first year we had 13 boats. Last year we had, I believe, 20. But um, it, it's going very well. What we do is it's a $100 entry fee for the tournament, and then there's a $10 big fish side. Uh, we take $30 out of every $100 entry fee, and it goes into a non, a non uh, an interest-bearing CD, which half the money when my older nephew Braden turns 18 will go to him to go to college if he chooses to. The other half will go to the Take a Kid Fishing Organization. Wow. Uh, we are federally recognized as a um, as a, char uh, a charitable foundation. You know, everything is legit. It's it's very hard to talk about, but it has gone, you know, to a level that I never expected it to be at. Uh, you know, this year we actually just received our first uh, our first um, official sponsor, which uh, Salt City uh, Billiards and Sports Pub up here in uh, Maddie Dale, New York. He's going to be doing a first place per, uh, purse for the tournament. We're not quite sure yet, but it could be somewhere, you know, between 500 to $1,000 for extra for first place of the tournament that will not go into the foundation. We're trying to draw more entries, you know, get more people involved. You know, the biggest thing is, is it's, it's in memory of my nephew. And the more people that are involved and want to help, the better it is. Gotcha. That's awesome. It sounds like an awesome event. How uh, so for people listening tonight and watching, uh, and they want to get involved, they want to get involved in this and, and help out. How can they get more information on, on how to participate in this thing? Well, there's a few different ways, Mike. Uh, we are on, we are we do have a Facebook page. It's uh, Fishing for RJ on Facebook. Uh, we also have a third annual Fishing for RJ Bass Tournament page on Facebook. And then uh, there's two other ways. You, one is you can call uh, Robert Gafredo. I believe Brian has the number. And then you can also call myself. Uh, Pre-registration is, you know, it, it's a better way to go because that's how your boat, for, boat number for the day is determined. But it's not mandatory. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, well, that's awesome. We, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad we got you on. It's good to see you again here via Skype, and uh, we're glad we could could help out and spread the word a little bit. And uh, and uh, all the luck to what you're doing. Thanks, Todd. Real quick, you know, uh, there are a few people that did donate to the tournament so far, and I'd really like to say thank you to them. I know they're watching. One of them would be Pritchard Bates. Uh, there, most of them are local companies around here that have gotten involved. And, you know, they've either donated product or, you know, they posted it on different places for me. Also, Jason Williamson of the Elite Series, he's donating some rods to be raffled off. Um, and then also one of my own personal sponsors, uh, J-Dub J-Wells Custom Lures out of Central Square, New York. You know, without everybody's help with this, it wouldn't be what it is today. Rob and Kim Gafredo, which you know Rob. You know, he's always willing to lend a hand. So I appreciate everything everybody's done. And, and you to you too, Mike, thank you. 
No, no problem. William, thanks for joining us. And we've got your number up there, too. Uh, if everybody's watching tonight and you want to help out, uh, look, look them up on, on social media. Or look at that number right there and uh, and help these guys out. I, you know, I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to donate right now two subscriptions to Bash University TV that you can uh, raffle off wow. at your That's tournaments. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, job, we'd, we'd like to participate and help out. Good job. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you, William. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Bye. Okay. That's awesome. I, I, you know, I'm glad. You know, this is uh, this is a great platform. I'm glad we can help out with stuff like that because this is this is all over the place. This is commonplace to where shit happens, you know, and and guys are trying to do good things and and we're, we're able to help out, spread the word, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome you, you can see how emotional yeah. he is, and you know, it's a monumental event that happened to him in his life, and uh, man, it's just best wishes to your family and uh, friends and everybody connected over there. Uh, awesome. Uh, l- let's let's keep going, and I want to I want to take care of just a little bit of business, and then we're gonna get James Overstreet woo on, on Skype. This is gonna be exciting. This is gonna be fun. Uh, so let's take care of a little business. Then we're gonna get Jo here live Skype. Uh, let me start with with Pete. Can can we get an update on your weight? Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead, and this is a big part of the show. This has become like. Probably the most popular part of the show. People want to know. They're all they're, they're on the edge of their chair, wanting to know this every you, you, week. It's a, it is amazing. It's every, amazing. Everywhere I go, people ask me how much I'm I weigh. I'm telling you, this is this is bigger than like the hot topic and all yeah. that crap. Uh, real quick, for those of you that want an update, I want to go ahead. And this goes all the way back to the beginning of the year, all the way back to January. 251, 255, 248, 246, 242, 241.5, 2265, huge drop. 226 even. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Pete, tonight? 222. 222! And he drops four pounds. Wow. Well, you guys are, I know, but you guys are just forgetful, though. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. No, Why? Mike is. Because I was two. I was two twenty two, two twenty two, two twenty one, and now I'm at two twenty two. So the last oh. four weigh-ins, I have plateaued, and I'm wow. having a hell of a time dropping Brian, further. Brian, why don't we have notes on that? Here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it still sounds very impressive. I, I, I almost didn't say anything because you guys are so excited. <laughs> I, I wanted to take the phrase. Well, here here is a spinoff. Uh, you know, you, you know all the TV shows when they have a successful part of the show. There's spinoffs. You know, they have these reality series, and then the chick or the dude gets popular. She's got big boobs. She gets her own show. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on this weird yeah. tangent, listen, everyone needs to send a message in because clearly Pete is plateauing. Yeah. So we need suggestions on how you need to change it up. Right. Because you want to keep losing. You have to confuse yeah. your body. I, I think that I think what I really need to do is to stop eating and drinking so much. Totally. Stop eating and drinking. Well, that's what we should all do. But who wants to live like that? You can that? be like an alien. So maybe, yourself. so maybe like a new activity? Like maybe yeah. you take up like boxing or, you, you know, maybe it's just something I'll to take, like I'll take some start. suggestions. Yeah, like, you know, how about maybe we get some suggestions like, coming you know, through. Package handling. Well, th- <laughs> did you ever think about taking up the skin flute? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go on with your weird okay. tangent. Uh, so just like uh, sitcoms have spinoffs, um, we have our very own spinoff here on Ike Live with this amazing weight loss series. And I'm going to announce for the first time live on Ike Live that our very own 
Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fetty, a.k.a. AK Worf, is going to also start the weight loss challenge. Dave, wow. is this true? <laughs> I'm typing shit. Uh, yeah, no, I joined the gym. I mean, I don't know about the weight loss challenge, you know. I'm well, we we would like. Can will you, will you agree to participate? Though? Yeah, I'll step on the scale. And okay, so tonight, with- <laughs> tonight, uh, uh, Brian, Brian, give us a marker. We want a marker of tonight, which is uh, September twenty seventh. Is our marker? We're gonna start you tonight, Dave. That's cool. And we're gonna hold you accountable. For your weight loss over the over the next dozen shows. I'm in. Okay, cool. On our break, I'll step on the scale, okay. and we can all have... All right. The fucking board's going to light up with fat <laughs> shit, but that's fine. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but if Dave loses weight, do you have to stop calling him fatty? No, but that, that, that's no. about the head, and the head won't lose weight. So, <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, they do have cosmetic surgery for good, that. Good thing we clarified. We that. could we could get you a, a head reduction. I don't know about that. But you talk about an overall skull like reduction. I'll shave the cranium down. Yeah, <laughs> they'll what, shave it. What, what human body part is the same size from birth throughout your entire your life? Eyeballs. Eyeballs. God damn it. <laughs> well hey, done, but folks. listen. Fast. And, and Tom's penis. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> But listen, hey, speaking of the workout front, did everyone notice all the Under Armour gear? I Even know. We Skype talked about guests. It looks awesome. Yeah. It's Under Armour gear? Under Armour. It's great gear. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It feels comfortable. It's awesome. Uh, let, let's keep going. I um, want to remind everybody, I don't know if you knew this, but October is Cancer Awareness Month. Did you know that? No, I didn't it know is that. October is we're on the heels of it, uh, and we've got uh, we want to uh, send a shout out to one of our Canadian listeners, good friend of the show, uh, Dave Cook, aka Limey Bastard on Twitter at Limey Bastard. Uh, he's battling melanoma. I uh, want to give a, a shout out to him, and it's a great time to <laughs> to really uh, talk about. Uh, you know, skin cancer and protecting yourself. And there's lots of ways to do it. All this Under Armour stuff we're wearing, it's all SPF stuff. It's all technical. Uh, the buffs now, the gloves, there's so many ways. And, and simple sunblock. How many people forget to put sunblock on, Pete? You see it all the time. You guide. Mm-hmm. Do you see a lot of clients just forget the simple thing like putting sunblock on? Oh yeah, the, you know I I have to, I see my clients turn red as a tomato. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got you got to get them on the get them on the sunscreen. I do it daily. I get out of the shower every day. I fish. It's part of your routine. It's part of my routine. Yeah. I brush my teeth. I put sunscreen on, and and that's the deal. Well, I tell you one of the problems that I had on Lake Erie was. Uh, the taking so much on the big giant waves, you got to keep reapplying because you just you're just taking a bath the the whole time. So you have sunscreen like on, wash. gets washed off. You start fishing, yeah. you got to put it on, and you know gets washed yeah. off again. I'm red because I just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. You it's, know? it's tough, but it's so it's so important. It's important. So many people that fish and do what we love to do. Man, you're out in the sun 24 seven. You got to take care of that. So many people have had skin cancer that I know. Uh, got to take care of. Yeah, skin. well, I want to tell you this. You know, a lot of people assume uh, if you would survey the number one cause of death for anglers would be what? What, what would you think top of your head? A lot of people say lightning strikes. Dave Lefebvre. Dave Lefebvre is one. <laughs> lightning strikes, you boat heard accidents. That, but you didn't hear what he was talking uh, to you earlier. <laughs> none of that's true. The, number, the number one, one cause, cause of death for anglers is skin is cancer. 
is cancer-related deaths. So mm. please, everybody, put your sunblock on. Special shout-out to Dr. Dan's. They make a great sunblock. They make a great sunstick. That's what we use on the water. Make a great lip balm. No. They make a great yeah, lip balm. And this is all honesty. This isn't some sponsor deal. plug bullshit. My son gets eczema. Really bad. Yeah. And their their egg cream is outstanding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really good stuff. Oh, it's it's great. legit. Like it's legit. Legit. We used to use this one cream, and now I just put a big order in with Amazon and 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 got yeah. Doctor Dan stuff Professor Dan. is like yeah. the real stuff. It's like the stuff is is you know it's not like foo foo you know perfumed you know this is like real medication medicated stuff. They know what they're doing. It's great stuff. Uh, Real quick update, you know, for those of you that watched the last Ike Live, you know that we had the FLW co-angler champion for the FLW championship. The last one, Sonny Ridge Hawk was on, and he is the son of the current winner of the U.S. Open on Lake Havasu. No, it wasn't on Havasu. It was Mead. Oh, was it Mead? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Roy Hawk is his dad. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, uh, shout out to Sonny and shout out to Roy Hawk for winning the U.S. Open. And we're going to talk to Amar a little bit about that. we got a question we're going to throw in to Amar about that. But We need um, to go out and fish at U.S. Open. I'd love time. to go out and fish it. You know, it's, it's tough because it's always like in the fall, right? And it's right around the time where you're like, as as a tournament angler, a- angler you're like, oh, thank God the season's over. Yeah. Or there's a champion, you know, AOI championship, and and you're ready to turn it off, and then that event's happening. So I I, I want to. That's something I will fish. Yeah. Before and it's, it's a big commitment for it's us. It's a commitment. It's, it's, it's a, a drive, drive to Nevada. It's that's a long one for us. It, it's a big drive. Uh, but I, I'm uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Carpenter. Uh, yep. what, what do you What do you got brewing back there? Uh, I think we should uh, we should play a quick song, take a minute, stretch a leg, okay. and come back right to uh, James Overstreet. Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. Everybody, uh, keep in tune to Ike Live. We're gonna take a real small break, couple minute break. We're gonna refresh our beverages, take a leak, and when we come back, James Overstreet. Join us via Skype. And just shortly after that, current Angler of the Year 2015, Aaron Martins. Join us. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Jay Giles Band. Freeze frame.
Wow. 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 You remember that song, Rebecca? Jay Giles band, Freeze Frame. Do you remember that? Yeah. Man, that is that is that just brings me back to my youth. My youth. Youth. My youth. <laughs> Brian, where were you when Jay Giles' Freeze Frame came out? Where were you? Were you at Downing? Hanging out? Shooting shooting shooter tutor? Definitely Downing. Downing, right? Yeah. Shooter tutor shit. Yeah. Back in the day. Fifth, fourth, fifth. Fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. yeah, we were. Dave was. We put Dave in the goalie, just pegging his ass. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Mylack street hockey balls yeah. all about the face, <laughs> head, neck, and chest area. Now the worst was the toes, man. The toe, the ball. Yeah, yeah you'd be out there with like Chuck Taylor sneakers. Well, you had the different color Mylack balls. You had the orange, which was for normal weather, but then when it got cold. You were supposed to go to the pink ball. It was a softer yeah. ball. But we never did. We just had the orange balls. Yeah. So then it was cold as shit, and you get hit with an orange ball. Back, it's like getting hit with a field hockey ball. That shit hurts. That hurts. Yeah, I'd be out there with like a work glove on as my glove. <laughs> work like glove. I'd have like a you know a garden glove. Yeah, I would have like I would have a glove, <laughs> but like I didn't have a waffle. I'd have like a, a yeah. You guys give me like dots guard garden glove. Dots. Dots. Brian's mom for you guys. Uh, this is the ultimate. We're gonna do this one day. We're gonna get. I already talked to him about it a little bit. He's gonna do it. He's a busy dude, but we're gonna get Bickle down here when he's in his off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take his ass to Downing and set up. A street hockey. I'll stone his ass. <laughs> Hold on. Who, Brian, Brian, who was the intramural eighth grade champ goalie? I'm guessing Please it tell was me it wasn't Dave. You. Get out the yearbook. Get out the yearbook. I was the champ goalie. You were also the junior janitor. That's sawdust. That's already been disproven. It's disproven. <laughs> All right. Dude, I remember I got scored on by Leanne Small in the, in the final. Oh. A girl. Mm. Yeah, real quick, and we'll get off the street hockey top. I remember in vaults, I remember taking a slap shot from one end, and it went high. Dante Fratto <laughs> was standing on the stage, a stage. I hit him dead in the forehead, knocked him over, <laughs> and he had a big welt in the middle of his forehead. Shout out to Dante Fratto. Dude, you had a blast back then. Thank you very much. You Appreciate it. Hey, can it. I ask a quick question? Where did the alcoholic ginger beer come from? It came from John McGraw. He brought it? He brought it. Like, Are you sure my mom didn't bring it? Uh, is it non-alcoholic? Hey, Sandy, if no. you're watching, what am I supposed to no, mix with this? No, it's not non-alcoholic. No, it's alcoholic. It's alcoholic ginger beer. I think you're supposed to mix it with something. Well, Isn't it, it like it, a dark and stormy d- or something? Look, read the label. It says it right on the front. No, it's alcoholic. I know. No, Are no, no, no. no. It, it says what to mix hey, it with. Hey, mom. Can you guys fight? I am in. All right, all right, all right. We're, we're fighting. Uh, <laughs> we've had, you know, this show, I'll tell you, here, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but this is a true measure of this show, of Ike Live. When things are flying by and, and you look at your watch, you're like, holy crap, how did it get that later ready? It's been a great show. We've had a lot of great topics, amazing insight into the elite season so far, amazing insight into Lake Erie. It's been a great show. Um, I'm ready to get Jay on the phone, but before I do that, let me remind everybody, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your comments and your questions. Lots of ways to get a hold of us here on Ike Live. Uh, hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on social media at Ike Live Show, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And a little later after our next two guests, we're going to have our toll-free number up there. We're going to get you on the phone. In the after-hours portion, we want to hear from you. Uh, I'm ready to get uh, J.O. on the phone here, on Skype here. I'm on uh, brother. 
Uh, you you tell me when you're ready, Brian. We're going to uh, we're going to get him on. This oh. is this is very exciting. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. This, this is happening. This is happening. Okay. So, joining us live via Skype. There he is. And I don't know where he's at. We're going to ask him here in a second because he's a traveling man like we are. Joining us live, the one, the only, J O, aka James Overstreet. James. Hey, James. How you doing, Jay? I, I talked you up more than Zona or Mercer talked you up. <laughs> hey, Mar- Mercer just—he's everywhere, man. He just texted me, said, "Don't dart me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm playing Zona and fantasy football right now, and I'm I'm watching football while we're doing this. So wow, what a small. This is such a small world. Now I I want to let you know. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if our viewers knew this, but. J.O. and Pete are both stunt doubles for the world's most interesting man. That's true. <laughs> Did you know that? You know, he's been my boat driver for a couple of times. He was at Chesapeake Bay. He's like the governor of Fishville when you're out there with him waving to his people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I have people. I have people. <laughs> Dude, there's no doubt. And he didn't even have a draft boat, man, but there's still like there. There's Pete. he's got his connections he's got his connections now uh we've been talking all night about this season this has been a really dynamic season for some of us for some of it's been a shit soup season i talked about that earlier uh right off the bat i want to get your view because you, you you see it from a different perspective you know we're intertwined in it we're out there we're competing the points, the pounds, the pressure, but you see it from a totally different standpoint. Tell me a little bit, sum up this year from from your view. Has this been a unique year? Has this been a normal year? What what has this year been from from your standpoint? Well, I mean, I think it, there's you know the huge story is, is Aaron, obviously, and um, the only season that we've had with the late series that even comes close to that was. And it's pretty close. I mean, people tend to forget that huge year that Skeet had in 2010. It had yeah. the point, you know, the way the anger of the year race was settled in, Skeet had a huge points lead. I mean, like, what, 250-point yeah. lead. I mean, he would have ran away with that thing that year. I think Aaron's uh, average finish was just a little bit higher, but um, it's uh, it, it was remarkable to see him, especially as good as the field is now. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of studs come over from the other side, for instance, and the field's just gotten tougher and tougher, and it's going to keep getting – I saw – I've been watching, and I saw that Adrian's going to come over. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, you just uh, you just keep seeing it. You know, Brent Ayler came over. I mean, we got a lot of guys that are just – it just keeps getting tougher and tougher. For him to dominate that this group of guys we've got right now is uh, – and nobody's ever done it. Like yeah, that. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. He's a he's a special special dude. He's got a special talent. And it's funny you mention that because me and Becky joked for years. You know when the FLW guys were over there, Ayler and and Adrian and Brian Thrift and all these guys. We always would say, "Oh, keep them guys over in FLW. We don't need them freaking guys over here. We know what." And now they're all coming over here, so it, it is. It is getting tougher now. Here's I, I want to call you to the plate on this, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, "Jo, we know Jo. He's an amazing photographer." But what they don't know, and I want, I'm calling you to the plate right here on this. 
you're a pretty badass angler yourself now. Talk a little bit about it. People don't know. You fish your ass off. You catch them, too. Well, I mean, I've been a couple times. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I don't get to fish like I used to, obviously. But I do. Actually, you know, I fish a lot between tournaments. Like, I'll stay over. Like, when we were at Gunnersville, I stayed over three days or whatever. That, so, you know, usually I pull my own boat, and I use boat i don't use boat dryers very often so i've usually got our boat and uh, i'll bring my stuff and hang around a lot of times i won't fish where you guys do because y'all pretty much you know you know you don't leave a whole lot there for a guy to mess around with but i'll go to a lake it's closer like we're in new york smallmouth fish or whatever that yeah. is i try to do as much as that as i can but not as much as i'd like to yeah. Now we've got we've got probably the world's smartest and dumber dumbest viewers that watch the show. <laughs> we, we've got a question that came in from our instant messaging here, and they want to know, Jo, how did you get into photography? So was this has this been a, a lifelong interest of yours, or a childhood hobby turned into a career? How'd you get into it? Well, I mean, I think since I was 15, it's been an interest. That's when I started. I started doing, I learned how to work in the dark room and I printed my own stuff and that sort of thing. But I mean, a lot of people don't know how I got into shooting for bass. Initially, the way I got into to even being involved with bass at all, I really wasn't looking for a job. I, I really didn't think I would do it. But they uh, hired me to, uh, if you remember the first two years of the Elite Series, we tracked fish on the Bassmaster television show. Jerry McKinnis would do a segment, and he would we would track these fish before the tournament and during the practice yeah. period. Yeah. I was the guy that was hired to go catch those fish to be tracked for that show. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's right. And so I tracked them. The first Elite Series tournament was in Amistad, if you'll remember. And I went down there 10 days before you guys got there, and I caught those fish and started tracking them. And the first day weigh-in, Steve Bowman comes up to me, and he knew that I could shoot with a camera. And he says, man, you want to shoot this weigh-in for him? I said, yeah, I can do it. And I just I've shot every one of them since. Wow. wow. That's such a cool story. I did not know that. I did not, yeah. And it's, it's interesting you said that because we put – the same tracking device on our very own Brian the Carpenter, the producer. And he, he's at the bar every night. I don't know. <laughs> he just keeps ending up at the bar. Used to be. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm behaved now. It's, it's, it's a... Predictable. <laughs> Put a treble hook on the foot of a stripper and Stockle's got problems. <laughs> hey, he kind of cracked me before. I've never done this Skype before. So Brian, you know, he's kind of my contact guy. He sends me texts. He goes, man, you ever done Skype? I said, no, but I can probably figure it out. He goes, well, the Lane brothers figured it out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the, always the measure of intelligence is the Lane brothers. If they can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, that's crazy. Now, uh, here, here's a little bit of, uh, you know, we're, we're really good here at, at pulling up dirt on people and finding little-known facts. And uh, and so we've got a little fact here, it, and it's it's basically, J.O., you've got a lot of famous friends, really, really famous friends. Mm. Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these famous friends? We have to know. The viewer has to know. I don't, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so, 
I guess you probably know something I probably don't at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Brian. All, all I can see is Brian. He's like, I got you. <laughs> you got Willie Nelson there, don't you? Yeah, we're expecting to see somebody famous pop out sitting next to you having a cocktail any second here. <laughs> Man, my dog's over here snoring. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm not making that up either. Everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna go check out your Facebook feed now. And I know. Who yep. These people are. I know. I His know. Facebook feed's pretty awesome, by the way. It's yeah. very entertaining. Oh, and you were talking about the hands, I the hands photo. That was an amazing picture. Man, amazing. When I first, so you know, bass obviously, you know, everybody wants they want you to do social media and it, and, and that sort of thing and. And I'm like, you know, I didn't do Facebook or Twitter or any of that. Man, I was like, I don't want to do that, you know. And I'm, and uh, I, I said, okay, I'll do a photo of the day. And I started this like four years ago. I think I'm on year number four somewhere. The, mm-hmm. I think the very first one that I ever put in there for the photo of the day was your hands photo. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. At Oneida, when your hands were just, and they weren't pretty, dude. They were trash. Oh, they were terrible. They were terrible. I remember that tournament because that was a we we were catching thirty to forty a day on a frog. It was crazy. But what you didn't know, and I don't even think I've ever told you this. Not very many people know this at all. But you wouldn't never know by looking at that photo. Becky knows this, and Brian knows this. I think they're the only two. I used to be a hand model when I was young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're out of business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me remind all the viewers, uh, if you've got a question for J.O., if you've got a comment, please let us know. Hit us up on instant messaging. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ike Live Show. Uh, you do have a question. We have about four. We have four. Okay. Dave, what hey, you got? Jimmy, uh... Mercer's belly wants to know that how how was it how was it uh, performing the islands in the stream with Dolly Parton? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, hey, you know, okay, I know where you're going. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. And, and actually, I, what's it called a meme when you do the little things? You know. Yeah, yeah. Man, I've delete I've deleted like. I don't know how many people off Facebook for some kind of Kenny Rogers deal. One <laughs> you know, I said something. I put my picture down. I said, uh, you know, one of the, you know, whatever. If you, you know, in other words, if you reference me as Kenny Rogers, you're gone. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Instant deletion. No, take that. You're out of there. Uh, we got a, we got, a, we got a friend of the show, Jack Ontario, wants to know what are your thoughts on the direction of the use of drones. In Ooh. photography, that's a great question. Um, I haven't bought one. You know, I mean, there's a, you, obviously the Elite Series. There's a lot of them buzzing around. I mean, man, he, we needed traffic control at the Classic last year. You know, uh, I seen a guy dump one on the boat beside me. That man, he went full blown Ike. I mean, this is the first one. This guy crashes this thing in the lake and it sinks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Randall Thark with about 100 spectator boats, and I'd never seen one crash. And I didn't know they wouldn't float. Well, you know, so this guy just, well, we all refer to it as going out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he kind of goes crazy, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I probably kind of, I'll probably stay away from that drone stuff. I mean, you can't have them in national parks, and you know, that sort of place. A lot of places I spend time, uh, other than maybe the Elite Series, uh, I probably won't have one. But I mean. But it's a cool perspective. I mean, you know, really, you can get the stuff that looks like it's from a helicopter with a drone now. So, you know, you used to remember, 
Ike, when in the mornings at the last day of the takeoff, where we drop down on the helicopter like ten or fifteen feet from you, run along yeah. on the water, whatever. You know, you really don't. I kind of miss it, but I kind of don't. But well, you know, you can get that kind of stuff with a drone now. Yeah, yeah. It was the I tell you, the big helicopters when they used to do it was yeah. scary, but the drones. It's even scarier. It freaks me out, dude. When you're fishing and one of those things is buzzing, you're just like, the hell's good? You know, it's unnerving. It's unnerving <laughs> to have those buzzing didn't, around didn't you. Didn't somebody, didn't, I think, J.O., you told me about this. Somebody cast into a drone or got wrapped up in one of those drones? I haven't seen anybody hit one yet, but I got a photo from Skeet when he won at Gunnersville. That's, you know, he's throwing that big swim bait. Man, this drone's like 10, it's not even that far. It's like three or four feet above him, a little bit behind him, and you can see this swim bait. I don't know how he missed it, you know, hitting it with the bait. So, But I, the drones don't scare me near as much as the crazy helicopter pilot, so I'm kind of all for them. <laughs> 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 on that side, man, we have some, some kind of crazy ones every now and then, but the crazy ones are the good ones, you know, so you can't have it both ways, but we have some pretty... Wow, <laughs> what about what, now? I, I, you had mentioned that you bring your own boat, and right. uh, is that is that because of the 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 boat drivers that you've been out with from time to time? Yeah, it's because I generally don't like boat drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Myself. Well, sometimes I don't even like me when I'm driving a boat. <laughs> well, that leads. No, man. I mean, I've had some good boat drivers. I can't say that about all of them. I've got a few guys that I use. I'm pretty picky about it anymore, but I've kind of gotten to know some people over the years. But I used to drive to everything. I mean, the first time we went to California, you know, I pulled the boat or whatever. But um, I'm not. I'm, I'm usually not a big fan of. Of, of most boat drivers that for some reason you know it's like uh but anymore i've gotten to where if they get a little too crazy or whatever you know we have to shut it down and we have to have the talk and that that usually happens pretty quick at first. <laughs> <laughs> the so, talk it's not un, it's kind of uncomfortable for everybody but i mean i'm kind of amped up man they want to you know they're, they're maybe a little too amped up i don't know but yeah they, i try to avoid them i can well, well, they drive. They drive pretty hard. I know, I know. But I, I, I got to be up there as the best boat driver that's out there. I would imagine. Man, I don't, hey, I can't go there because I got this dude, my buddy Kent Brown, out in California. <laughs> I, he might have been on his radio show. Oh yeah, yeah, we know yeah, Kent. Oh yeah, yeah we know. Radio, and he is the mayor of Fishville. Pete's like, I call him the governor. But Pete <laughs> and, uh, and Kent are two of my better, my man, they're my guys that I use when I'm in those places, you know, because you know what, you, you're going to get good boat drivers with those guys. So, and they're good company, too. I have a good time with those fellas when we're out on the water. Can you recollect the worst boat ride you've ever been in, in a tournament situation? Man, I had a guy hurt me out. The first time we went to the California Delta with the Elite Series, and I'm not so sure it was completely his fault, but I'm blaming it on him anyway. <laughs> pissed me off like I'm almost right. Okay. But man, we had like one. Of, you know how those big cabin crews like kind of. It was almost like the Byron Velvet deal, man, with me and this guy. We're running about seventy down one of those canals, and one of those cabin cruisers pulls out and takes his whole shot, and it's this, this huge bulge of water. And we hit it going seventy and blow the prop. I don't know how high we go, but. You know, I'm one of those deals where they got to help you out of the boat. I couldn't burn. You know, you're just jacked up. Oh, man. Garbage after that deal. So that's probably the worst single wreck, you know. But, man, you know how this stuff is. We've all had these bad boat rides. I mean, Pete just got back from 
you know, you go to Lake Erie, you just going to have to have it. You know, that's going to happen. So yeah. it's part of doing business. That's what we do. So. Hey, Jim, we got a question from Ted about pictures speaking a thousand words. What was the most disappointing moment you ever captured in an elite event? No, oh, that's pretty easy. And I, you know, because I really, these photos, I thought about, you know, it's my job to run them, but it's also a deal to where you know a guy. I mean, I know, I know these guys, I know these guys now. You know, I've been around enough, I've gotten to know a lot of them. When, uh, when Gerald Swindle got DQ'd uh, at the Classic in Birmingham. Yeah. That, that series of photos where he's he's pretty broke up, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was hard to run those, but it was part of a story that, you know, part of the classic. So I know how devastating that was for Gerald, and uh, yeah. I felt bad for him, but that's, that's part of what we got to do. Whether this is the real Dave Mercer or not, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm but sure Dave, Dave Mercer wants, <laughs> wants you to tell us your three worst boat driver stories. <laughs> well, we I don't have, know if that's an inside joke or not. It would probably jump at you if it was. So if not, then it's probably impossible. Two of them. What do you got? He was on two of them. He was on two of them. I get into this and somebody I, I, without stepping on somebody's face too hard. No, <laughs> no, go ahead. It's like live. Nobody's watching. Nobody's anyway, watching. So. James. Uh, yeah, okay. I know the numbers. <laughs> I had a guy at St. Clair. Mercer was actually with me with this guy. That's probably why he's asking because he knows one of them. This is going to be this guy. <laughs> so, man, this dude was Ray Charles driving the boat. There's no doubt about it. Ray Charles. <laughs> I mean, this guy was completely freaking blind. There's no way you can drive a boat as bad. Dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're going across St. Clair, man, and you know, I mean, you know how you want to kind of, you know, we got in the in the river going to like Huron, where all those when Chris Lane, all the leaders were up there, and you know, these big waves off these freighters, you would think a guy could see those, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> know they're coming, and, and it, I don't know how many, t- you know, and I looked down one time, you know, and my if I. Had, there's water ankle deep in the boat four or five times, from, but it's just the guy just was just bad, man. He just blind. he was blind. I'm telling you, he's blind. And Mercer was ruthless with this guy too, so it was. I kind of let Mercer handle that because he was doing such a good job of getting on as a dude. I just kind of let them have that to well, straight out that deal. But I, he was gone the next day. That guy didn't make it today too. <laughs> he was fired. Well, he's probably the only one that I've ever had. And I said, man, I'll never, I'm not getting back in the boat with you, man. It's not going to happen. And I didn't. <laughs> I've had a few of those over well, the years. Well, you know, we talked a, we talked a lot, Dale, about. I'm not sure I'd get back in the boat with Ike either, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a maniac. <laughs> man, Pete. Hey, I had I got in the boat with Ike on the Delaware River. You remember that, Pete? Yeah, I sure do. I, I remember you telling me that story when he and took. I'm o- thinking, okay, uh, you know he's kind of hanging around, hitting his little spots, you know, around in that little area there. Yep. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna get in the boat with him for a while. And I don't get in the boat with a lot of late series guys. I just don't. You know, I, I get in with Kevin and Aaron and my. I've been in with Ike and Skeet. I haven't been in the boat with a lot of guys because you know they're working, and I just want. I don't want to be in the way, but. I get in with Ike. I think it's all cool because he's hanging around, and I kind of know his little milk run from the day or two before. This is like Saturday, day three. I think I got him pinned down where he's not going, you know, he's going to be right there. And then when I get in the boat with him, man, as soon as I get in there, I said, man, put your life back, and I'm going to, we run, I don't know how, how far we run, Pete? 
Uh, I don't know. Fred, didn't, didn't you take him down to the Commodore Barry? Oh, I went below the Commodore Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far it was, but it was far enough. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we when we watched you drive away, we were like, oh, man, that was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> when we drove away, I knew it was. <laughs> hey. I don't know. Anyway. Well, Poor timing on my part. But it was, <laughs> actually, it was pretty fun. It was. Well, you know, we a lot of bad stuff we're, and fun stuff we're talking about. Do you, do, you, do you have any monumental picks that you have taken, th- you know, of the elites and, and, you know, some of the most important stuff, some of the stuff you're most proud of? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the classics are probably, when you, when you shoot a classic and you're on the guy, you know, when you, uh, I mean, I took skeet at the Red River when he won, and he was actually in second. And I thought, I just kind of felt like, you know, a lot of those guys were back there where he was, and I just kind of thought he had the deal going, you know. And uh, and he did. And he when he caught that last big fish, that, that one photo of him screaming of that fish was, uh, you know, you kind of know guys won the classic when you get that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the fish that sealed it for him. And the same, I have one of those with, uh, I have one of those with Kevin uh, when he won in New Orleans. Um, and it's it's just a really cool photo. It's not only of the moment that it, well, both of them. It's not just how important that one moment was, but it, the photos really kind of they're just they're just good photos, you know, that'll, that'll live a long time. And and, uh, and they're letting it all hang out there. I, I tell you another cool one, man. Is when I that that big smallmouth. I think it's on your website, but it's uh yeah from Erie. Like your deal for Ike Live. Or yeah. That big smallmouth you caught when you, when you won that open at Erie that got you in the class. That was that, awesome. Was that last year or two years ago? Yep. And uh, I, I think the the pictures you get that are important to the guys are are the ones when you're there that that turn out to be my favorites too. So it's a timing thing, you know. And when you're there and you can get that that deal, that it, it's 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 what we're out there to do, you know. So that's a big deal for me too. Well, I'm going to make a prediction right here, and I'm going to do it live right now. And uh, I'm going to tell you that, J.O., this coming classic, 2016 at Grand Lake, you're going to be with me on a monumental day, and you're going to get an amazing photo. And it's going to be one of these two. It's either going to be me catching the winning fish on the last day of the classic. You're going to capture that. Or it's going to be me saying, fuck you to a dog. <laughs> one of the two you're going to capture. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. <laughs> and you probably don't even know this because you were so psychoed out. Of <laughs> <laughs> I was literally bumping boats with you when you dropped the F-bomb on the dog, and I prob- you probably don't even remember. I don't. I was, I, I was blacked out with anger. Man. And I was actually, you know, I've been writing a couple of columns a month for Bassmaster.com. I hadn't lately, but I'm going to write. I'm going to get back on that this fall and winter. But, yeah, when you were putting all, taking all your stuff and putting it into the other boat that you were getting into, and and I was right there beside you, man, and I was like, and you had trip on the phone. I mean, you know, the whole deal, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. But the thing about it is, man, I had my bow up there when you were putting your rods over there. When, when you dropped the F-bomb on the dog, man, I, I was trying so hard not to just 
break down laughing. <laughs> I the troll away from you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, you know what he's going to do? I said, he's so crazy right now. I said, man, he just may jump over my boat like a spider monkey. Over <laughs> <laughs> he was 19 degrees out, and I'm going to throw like Kelly in the Grand Lake, and he's going to get hypothermia, and I'm going to get fired. And, he's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I literally did. I kicked my troll on high, and I went away from you, man. Because I was just so broke down, wanting to laugh. <laughs> uh, I've measured accomplished. I want to. I, I want to catch fish and make people laugh. So that's good. I'm glad you were laughing. Hey, Jim, it's Dave. I have a question for you. How challenging is it in the summertime to photograph Biffle without catching any slippage? <laughs> is it challenging? Like you try to get him from a certain angle. You got a photo. So you you got a Photoshop. A yeah, because you yeah, he's hanging brain half the time. Half he's the time over. his brain is hanging out. You got to Photoshop a lot. It's all right. It's okay. I think they're short. I think they've gotten a little longer though. <laughs> So. We need to send them clam diggers this Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the clam diggers back. Capris. Capris. Empty hammer pants. <laughs> Balloon pants for Biffle. That might be a good move. Now, I, I've got something for you, J.O. You oh. posted something funny on Facebook yesterday that, that uh. resonated in this house. Um, so you posted that, I guess, your, your granddaughter uh. asked your wife, yeah. is Pappy really a black man? <laughs> I want you to know that Riley yeah. thought the same thing of Mike. Yes. When she was little. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you guys spend too much time out in the sun. We spend a lot of time in the sun. Yeah, we get dark. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and I'm not real. My wife's always, on, always only about not wearing sunscreen, but you know, I'm just a dark person, right? So, hey, man, and I and you might not remember this, Becky, but I put another deal on there. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I was up in North Arkansas, and it was. It was a dry county. We have dry counties here. You can't you can't buy beer. This has been like oh, 20, 25 oh. years ago. So we want to go to this private club, but you had to buy this like a five dollar membership to get in this place. This is dumb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I walk in this place, and I got like four of my buddies with me, and all we're wanting to do is get a beer because you can't get them or whatever anywhere else. And uh. Man, it's so snaggle tooth woman is up there at the doorway, and she's the one selling the membership. She, and she takes, and I'm I'm the first one in of, of our little group there. And she's like, "Sir, we don't allow blacks or Mexicans in our establishment." Oh my wow. God! And I'm like, well, "Which one are you accusing me of being?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, and all my buddies are all laughing. You know, like, oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, uh, that's, that's still that's still going on. That's still going on. That's you don't amazing. even look. You don't even look ethnic. I don't understand. Like, where were you? Like Norway? Like I don't even. Not now because I mean you know. Norway. You know, <laughs> my hair is black. I guess. <laughs> Norway. No. I want to look at him. I, I don't know. All right, Norway. I have another question for you. How much equipment have you lost? Mm. On a boat, and what kind of insurance do you have to get on your equipment? That's a great question. I haven't. I've never lost a thing. Never have. have Start knocking on something. Oh no no. Well now I didn't. I did have stuff go underwater one time, but that was my fault. <laughs> so do you have to have special insurance? Yeah, you can buy. It's a marine. It's called a marine policy for anybody that's out there that has camera stuff, and it's pretty cheap. And it's 
like a total replacement for whatever. You know, if it gets wet and, uh, and it won't work, they give you new stuff. So, and it doesn't cost a lot. But I was standing on the dock in South Carolina. We had a tournament. I forget what that lake was. Wiley, maybe. Something like that. But anyway, I had two cameras going. I had one around my neck. And I set one down beside my foot with a, with a big lens on it. And I was switching kind of back and forth at the takeoff. And it was one of those little skinny styrofoam floating docks. And all these people, when the takeoff starts, they're, they all rush this dock at once. Well, the whole dock sinks, man. And, and I feel the water come up to about my knee, and I look down there, and my camera's beside my foot underwater. So, oh, man. It was done. That's the only one I've lost, though. I've been lucky. You Not never think good. with all those beautiful photos you take that it was taken with a camera that has duct tape holding things on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, yeah. You talk about my big lens I use on the water mostly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the, I, I had to duct tape the hood because it screws came out of it and it's kind of lasted for about three years or something well they got they got to take a beating out there stuff, man. and i said this i did another interview the other day and i said don't no never buy my new stuff because it's trash when i'm done with it. <laughs> it's, it's like ike's boats yeah, it's like my boats you never want to buy my no, boats. don't buy a boat for mike <laughs> Never, never, ever, never, ever. Uh, Jay, thanks for t- carving time out. I got to tell you, th- this is uh, we we get a lot of guests on here, and uh, we enjoyed having you so much. Thank Absolutely. you for carving time out for us, and uh, and, and uh, let everybody know. I know Beck, you mentioned it. We love following you on Facebook. Let everybody know how how can they follow your uh, your escapades out here on Bass? How can they keep up with you, Jay? That's probably the best way. I mean, that's pretty much all I do. They, you know, maybe somebody thinks I should do more, but that's enough for me. <laughs> I can tell you, don't post anything political on his threads, or he'll delete the whole thing. Interesting, gone, man. I mean, if you, I'm all like, you know, golden retrievers and good stuff, man. You got, I just don't want to hear it. So, <laughs> Not, I, I don't, you know, I don't read all that junk over there, man. So nothing political or. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. We're Kenny Rogers. And you're good. Lady. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> it was Dave Brozick. Uh, J.O., thanks for joining us tonight. James Overstreet, everybody. Yay. Thanks, James. Thank you, buddy. Wow. Thanks, James. Very awesome. Very awesome, man. So cool. Cool. We, and, and it's great because now we've had... The full circle of guests on the show. We've had athletes, entertainers, pro anglers, and now professional photographers. photographers. Well, we've actually had That's Sago. That's the second well, one. Well, we had Sago sit yeah. in on the show. And yeah, Dave, Dave was supposed to bust your balls, but he's sleeping. No, I, and there's no chance to talk. When I'm not going to interrupt bust anybody. Balls about, yeah. about what? Sago? Oh, about who? <laughs> Never mind. You I called forgot. Sago the world's greatest photographer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did yeah, I call yeah, Jay? Yeah. The world's greatest. Well, photographer? how can he be the greatest if Sago's the greatest? We forgot to call well, you. Well, out. I spelled them different. One is greatest, the other one's greatest. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you're caught up in that vortex, Dave. I just wish one of us was accused of being black, so like, and not so like we could have that on each other. Like I've been, going I've to been a accused, place. Mike. Mike, you've been accused of uh, Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. Who? 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 Stockle. Someone thought you were black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. I get. Uh, I get. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Joy Roberts. Uh, Will Smith. And uh, Enrique Iglesias. Didn't he cut his fingers off or Kate. something with a? Uh... He looks like Obama in that bobblehead. There you go. You Obama. do. Obama. No, Enrique Iglesias. Is that the dude with the mole? Uh, that's good. That's a very good question. He cut Back. his fingers off with a. Uh, he grabbed a drone. A drone. Yeah. And he cut his fingers off. Yeah, it was Enrique Iglesias. It's all on YouTube. If you YouTube it. Back. Do you actually see his fingers yeah. getting sliced how, off? How are we for uh, Aaron Martins? I don't know. I didn't hear back from Leslie. No, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Just Skype him and see if he. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Let me see if James is still awake. <laughs> Coming back to you, James. Jo, back to Jo. Hey, I think Jo could do another hour. Uh, absolutely. I felt yeah. bad cutting him off. You know what? He's awesome. I have to say, it's really cool to have people like Sago and Jo on because absolutely. we have a lot of anglers, and so you get it from that perspective. It's a great different. We perspective. all are fans, so you get the fan perspective because you are one it's just it's cool pete gets to do this some by you know being in that spectator boat and, yeah. and getting it from that right. other side where oh, pete you gets have it from to, all sides <laughs> <laughs> you have to be unbiased you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. you've got to go out there and take a picture of a guy who maybe personally you don't really care for yeah. but you have to take as many pictures of him if he's doing well as somebody that you yeah. do yeah it's a pretty it's a it's an interesting job because I, I i've dealt with these guys for two tournaments and, and they have to try to guess who's going to win and it's, it's very, very difficult because you got to account for the individual anglers and their abilities and their strengths and their weaknesses, the patterns that are happening mm-hmm. on the body of water. And they t- they have to uh, they have meetings and they assemble all this stuff and, and, and they have to figure out who's going to win because J.O. is like the top dog. And and they want him with their highest their 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 yeah. top horse yeah. in that particular tournament. What what so, what what might he have caught you doing five minutes before you had to start heading back on Sunday? What that what would that picture look like? Uh, that that picture would look uh, despondent. <laughs> Trying to get a it's seagull spotted. to stay still so you can throw a, a rope over him so and jump off the boat. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but no, I was. Actually, at that deal, I, I, I ran my butt off back to the harbor to see if I could catch released fish. No, that, did you? Yeah. Like That's I, pretty cool. I, I left myself two hours, and I pushed it. I ran that basket. By the way, got to mention that. Shout out to Basket. Shout out to Basket <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for building that hull that I'm running. It's a running great hull. Under that Cougar you, FTD. Cougar FTD. It's a great boat. Dude. Puma I'm, FTDs. Dude, Cougar FTDs. I'm, I'm running 80 miles a day through Lake Erie. It keeps its nose up better mm-hmm. than any boat that I've mm-hmm. ever driven. Mm-hmm. It's such a such a good mm. big rough water boat. But anyway, I pushed it coming back in so that I could have uh, 20 minutes to fish for released fish to maybe catch a lemon out there. So that's what he would have called. He calls me Pete Gluznik. Who's that? J.O. Does it? Yeah. I like that. I like that pronunciation. (laughs) I I don't know. Dave called him Jimmy and Jim. I know. He keeps calling him Jim. Yeah, well, who calls pretty, him James? What, what, maybe in Richmond you call much. people James that are Jim. They're Jimmy around he's here. James that's, his, that's his name. But they're Jim. I, I, no. Do you really call people James that are named Jim? 
Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> I call them Jim, but I call people that are James, James. Like, I don't call you Peter. I don't call him Michael. Well, this you know might I mean? be a good time. We can't get Aaron on the phone. No, we got him. He just texted me back. Okay, because I was so going to say... We're gonna. Uh, he wants to hear. Turn down for what? We're gonna take a quick break. All right, all right. We're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break. I I have a handful of other things I wanted to announce real quick. You want me to do that now? Or you want me to do that when we come back? Just do it. Skip the break. Let's keep going. We're gonna be here forever. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I want to announce a few things real quick. Uh, this is kind of. This will be like a break. I want to let all the uh, fans know that big trip coming up. Um, you're gonna start hearing about it tomorrow through post. Uh, we have a Huge trip coming up starting this Thursday, and I'm going to hear it here for the first time. We're going on a Mullocks tour to Italy next week, everybody. Wow. Mullocks wow. tour coming up to Italy. We uh, all, man, I, you should have told me. I get my passport in order. Absolutely. Come on <laughs> board. I still don't have a carry-on. You want to buy carry-on? Uh, it, it's going to be a really great trip. We're going over there uh, to support Mullocks and all their stuff, but... You know, we're going to be posting constantly through social media, and we're also going to be recording the entire trip with the Sony Action Cam. So, uh, really cool trip coming up. You know, I think we've got a lot of comments through social media and tonight through IMs about the new Ike hat. Bri, can you give me a little close-up real quick of this this hat? I'll see what I can do. Right there. There it goes. Uh, You saw it a few shows ago. Our good friend James Riley, amazing uh, graphic artist, designed this new Ike hat. It's going to be available on the MikeIganelli.com site very shortly, within within a few weeks. So keep your eye out for the new hat. Jared, are you watching? Uh, Jared, uh, get those on order. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I, I want to leak something, and then I'm going to throw it to Pete. Um, we've got a couple new products coming out, and uh, really, really neat. The first one is a brand-new jig head that we're doing with VMC. Uh, all you fans of the VMC rugby head, uh, in 2016, we're going to be launching the VMC finesse rugby head, which is a lighter version of the current rugby head. And also, uh, Johnny Cruz with Missile Baits and Missile Jigs. We're working on a brand new football head. I know a lot of you social media fans have seen it already, uh, but it's going to be an amazing football head. Tentative name? <clears throat> Headbanger. Yep, that was the one. Headbanger. Keep your eye out for that. Uh, and one last update, and I think we're going to try to get Amart on the phone here. Uh, Pete, Bash University, a lot of cool stuff going on right now. With BU, uh, saw some emails floating around today. You want to re- let everybody know about what's going on with BU? We got some locations, some speakers announced already. You want to let everybody know how they can sign up? Uh, they can sign up at thebashuniversity.com. Uh, our two classes that we have up there right now are in, in Columbus, Ohio, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we have some more uh, dates and locations to come. For Bashu TV subscribers. Uh, lots of exciting things coming uh, on our website. Big stuff. Big updates. Big uh, updates. You know, we really want. You know, I just got a comment out there uh, from one of the uh, one of our subscribers. Absolutely loves Bash University TV and and the material that we're delivering and how we're helping people become better anglers. And uh, I'm excited to let everybody know that we're updating our site. We're making it more user-friendly. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be easier for you to find the videos you be want awesome. and learn mm-hmm. more. And, and Bash University TV Live is coming. 
where uh, we talked about it last show. Super cool. It's gonna Super be, cool. Going to be coming soon. We're going to be talking all about baits, lines, tactics, um, really teaching guys how to be better anglers. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, keep your eye out for all those things on Bash University. Uh, Brian Carpenter, are we going to take a break? you want to go right no. to Aaron? you want to take a break? What are we going to do? Back, we're do we're not allowed to take a break. We're way late. Um, Wait, I, w- I have a question. Are you guys dead set on this jig name? No. Well, you want to throw it out there yeah, right why now? why don't you throw it out there and get some opinions? All right. Well, if everybody's listening right now, oh. uh, Re- Rebecca, that's a great comment. We have this brand new football head jig from Missile Jigs coming out. The jig has a very unique head design that... Doesn't get snagged. It's great dragging it. It's great dragging it and crushing it, you know, bouncing around rock. Doesn't get snagged. Uh, if you've got an idea for the jig name, I am us. Let Dave know. You, you didn't even acknowledge my name when I suggested it. That was terrible. Really? Well, it was was porno- it? Wasn't it pornographic? What, what was the name? It was something to do with... It was the taint jig. Taint jig. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I like the drag queen. Drag queen is a really cool name, but in this... It's a terrible fish, name. It, you don't think so? In it's the, a terrible name. Yeah, in the fishing industry, fishing industry is... Didn't you name something you know, a ball That's the worst that's, goddamn name I've ever heard. You don't like drag queen? <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> well, here was... you want to hear the concept of the drag queen? Nope. I'm going to put Visine in his drink. We were going to use the... <laughs> we were going to use the picture of me and the tutu. On the jig package. Uh, and sell no jigs. Well, <laughs> but now, if we, great plan. if we end up calling it the uh, headbanger, we're going to use a picture from the Machine Head concert in a few weeks. Yeah. So. In a month. We have a, uh, we, we got to throw that trivia question out there. Okay. Throw the, let's throw that trivia question yep. out there, and I'm going to get Aaron up. Stat. Okay, let's do that. So, uh, everybody watching Ike Life, thank you for keeping tuned. Uh, Aaron Martins is going to join us here in a second. And uh, we've got a trivia question here tonight for an amazing prize package. And uh, um, Liquid Mayhem, great sponsor of the show, amazing scent product. They're giving away a five-pack of different scents to the winner of this trivia question. And once again... Uh, go ahead on and and uh, if you IM us or if you hit us up on social media or after we're done with Amart, we're actually going to have a 1-800 number. The first one that comes through with the right answer is going to be the winner no. of this. No. Instant message. Instant message only. Thank you. Instant message only. The first one that gets this right uh, is going to win this Liquid Mayhem gift pack. It's a great gift pack. And the trivia question is, <clears throat> name the two key baits... I used to win as a co-angler on Lake Norman in 1994. It's a very good question. Name the two baits I used as a co-angler in 1994 to win at Lake Norman. Uh, Give you a little bit more information. I fished in that tournament. I fished with Carl Maxfield. I fished with Guido Hibden. I fished with uh, uh, (laughs) Cliff Craft. And the last day I fished with Chet Dalfit. Um, name the two baits I used, co-angler, 94, to win Lake Norman. They will win the Liquid Mayhem gift back. I know Shad Rap and Shaky Head. Uh, Wrong. I know one of them. Because I'm the one I suppose ar- be the arbiter of this. I, what's the other? I know. I got to write it down. For I'll write it down. I'll write it down. I know one. Jig and, and Carolina I, Rig. Well, you ha- why are you doing it? Was hey, it a headbanger? Uh, somebody <laughs> throw stuff at Pete. <laughs> or <laughs> or a drag queen. <laughs> that wasn't... 
all the way right. Write it down because I got them dropping in quick. I, I need to know. I will. I need I'll to write it down like right, right now. Okay, so that was a trivia question. Uh, th- this to me right here is uh, I've been waiting for this all night. Uh, I'm probably what are we three three beers in? I'm excited. Um, this is uh, this is the highlight of the show for me. Good friend of mine, good buddy. Um, amazing season. We're going to talk about that plus much much more. Joining us live. I thought so. Via Skype. Brian, do we have do we, do we have him up yet? Okay, here he goes. Join us live via Skype. I think he's at home. I'm not sure yet. We're going to ask him. Is the 2015 Bass Angler of the Year my good friend Aaron Martin? Aaron Martin's everybody. Hey, Martin. You got me out there. How are you? We got you. Now wait a minute. When I talked to you at Sturgeon Bay, and I still don't even know if I qualify the classic yet. I was panicking. Yeah, you told me, you told me that this is the first time you were going to actually drink a beer with me, live on Ike Live. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's all right. I would love. Sure. Can, can you hold your beer up so we can see what I you're drinking? Get one though. <laughs> <laughs> My wife can get me one. Leslie, get I'm get Aaron a beer. All right, what is that, I'm vodka? About, I'm all about getting back in shape right now. I got water. That's not oh, water. Okay, mm. okay. How about a beer? <laughs> it could be a light beer as long as it's a beer. We don't care. Oh, I don't have to run. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so are are you at home? Are you guys at home actually enjoying yourself, taking a little bit of downtime? Yeah, what do you got? I mean, we're gone a lot. We've been to some like my uh, Jordans and cross country. So we went to meet yesterday, and then Spencer had soccer yesterday, and less uh, less his dad, and uh, we're down here and grandma and. It's been pretty busy, you know. Yeah. Is it is it is it hard to jump? Like, I, I want to ask you this because. Not camera ready. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. Hey, here you go. Oh, there it goes. What is what is that? Truck uh, truck stop honey. It's one of uh, it's one of Leslie's favorite. Yeah. There you go. That's that's I like a, a good I like a good ale. That's good. Where are you at? Where's your beer? Uh, we are we're drinking. Uh, we brought it back from Wisconsin with us. It's shipwrecked. Bayside Blonde, a uh, blonde. It's a uh, Door County beer. So I think I, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I, it's checked, a- I, I checked out when I went out to all the restaurants there. They have some cool restaurants. I had a different beer every night, but I just get one beer, you know. Yeah. Enjoy. Now let me let, let me ask you this, because I know for me it's tough. Is it tough for you to jump back into a normal, quote unquote, normal life? You know, normal so life. do you ever have a normal? Do no, but, a normal no, life? but but what you said is interesting, right? Because. You know, you're, you're you're out fishing like a maniac. Your sponsor Great. obligations, and then you're you get by yourself. You're yeah. by yourself all the time. It's quite all you have are animals around you. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's weird. And now and, you get and now you get home, and you're at you're at your daughter's you game. And is is it hard getting back into normal reality? Uh, no. I mean, it's it, there's some transition there. A few days, you know. I've been gone for like two months with, away from so. And they, you know they're eight, they're eight and twelve, so that they're at that age now where they grow like seems like an inch a month. So I mean, the both yeah. of them are like that. But they uh, they miss me a lot, and then uh, I talk to them on the phone. So it, there's a couple of days where you have to get used to the noise and the, the arguing and the fighting, and, the, and then they get along. And there's there's like the noise there, you know, that you're not yeah. used to. You're usually used to silence. So yeah, there's a transition there. But no, no, after a couple days, I'm, I'm back in it. I'm Aaron, like, Aaron yeah. here's the bigger question. How long does it take for Leslie to not be annoyed? Like, I know that yeah. I get excited that Mike is home, but 
I have a system. As a single parent for that long, you, you get a system in place to it keep the good. kids running. And then Mike rolls in, and he's so excited to be there. We're so excited to have him. But it's chaos. <laughs> and there's no system. And I can't get anyone to bed. I can't get, it, like, dinner like on the table the at a certain time. Like, goes, yeah, he just throws out, it off. Yeah, the system's out the window, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get that. We talk about it ahead of time, too. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I prepare him. I say, when you get home, you have to get on our routine, or I'm gonna kill yeah. you. I can't. I can't deal. Yeah. yeah. You have to like. I, I, be... did my, I did my Leslie's job, so she does my a lot of my job too, that business aspect, and then she does raises two kids too, and they go to a good school. And uh, I did like a day right when I got home. The next day, I, I did her day. Like took him to practice and picked Spencer up. And they go to two different schools now, even though it's the same school. One's in high, junior high, and one's in the and grade school and but it was like a whole day deal dude i didn't get done to like 7 30 and you know, I was, i've been gone since like one it's like and i drove yeah. 100 miles i was like it's crazy how it's a lot of work your job is but we get we get back into a pretty it, it just takes a little adjustments and uh and then it's all better i mean there's adjustments for for the the for me and leslie of course and like you guys yeah and gone for that long it's kind of weird it kind of throws you off yeah because you're so used to being alone yeah. I don't know if a lot of people think about like what that's like, you know, because even in the military, there's some <laughs> branches out there that guys are used, they they're bred to be that way and be alone. But we do that a lot, and uh, and I like being around people. It's not like I'm alone or anything. It's just that's how it is, fishing. Yeah. Now I, it's I good that way. I, I, let's let, uh, we got to get this out of the way now because we're we're gonna we're gonna throw some unnormal questions at you because this is like live. But let me get the normal one out of the way. Uh, we've had already had thousands of ims and they're all basically saying the same they're saying wow aaron has had the best elite ser- series season on record the most amazing season nothing's ever been done like that has this year set in for you yet you've been home a week now has has what has just transpired over the last year has it set in or are you not even thinking about that crap man it it said in a while ago. I mean, I had since I had since St. Clair. Dude. That was like a month. That's a while ago. <laughs> I kind of knew I got it then, and and then uh, like once I get home, the family was there, and it's pretty awesome though. I mean, like yeah, I had to move the trophies from my truck to the to my fishing garage, and I was like kind of carrying them. I was like pretty, and I kind of stacked all three of them together. I'm like that's a that's a lot of hardware, you know, and getting one here. <laughs> But so it's like, weird. It, it, it's it, it's him, but it's kind of back to back to work as usual. And there's a lot to do right now. We it, got we got one coming up soon, and we gotta start getting ready for next season already. I know, but it's weird though, because here here's what I want to run past. So we're from the same general age group, and yeah. and you know when we were young, you looked at those guys that had those amazing seasons, right? Mark Nixon, Davis, Larry Nixon, yeah, yeah, Larry Nixon, Mark Davis had a run. Guido Hibden had one of those runs. And they, you know, there at the time, it was, you looked at that, and I was, I remember being a kid and looking at those guys and being like, holy fuck, that's amazing. Like, how did that happen? Like, they're, they're amazing. That's, that's crazy. And now you're one of these guys. Is that, is that weird to reflect on that? You know, now that you. Yeah, I mean, I think about that sometimes, especially when I see some of the older fishermen. I'll go through some magazines or articles and they'll show like, Especially see Larry Nixon a lot. I mean, a lot of Fritz. There's a bunch of them, you know, and Jimmy Houston. And yeah, you look at it now, it is so much different. But those guys back then were, were animals, though. You look at some of the top anglers, and they were 
they were you could tell they were after it and uh you know this is different today it's just uh the technological part of it is so much more advanced it kind of completely changes it yeah with the internet and uh, the, the you know the the finders we have yeah. it's just amazing the te- technological advances we have now it's compared totally, to back then oh it's totally and different back then we didn't have gps remember that Oh no! Triangle- I hear guys talking about how we used to triangulate. Well, I did that, and that's that was like something you did on every spot that was good on the local lakes where I grew up. Castake, most time you're within about a half mile of shore, so you can get really good triangulations on a rock on a hill or a tree. And it's all desert, so I mean, a lot of times I, I just you just use the graph for depth, but there's little brush piles and rock piles, natural stuff that I found over the years with just 2D sonar, which you know, I had a grid pattern, you had to kind of go different places every time you went somewhere. But we used to triangulate all the time. That's you know nowadays you don't think about that. You don't look at the bank. No, (laughs) it's crazy. It's it's changed. It's a totally different world. Now you mentioned this just a second ago. Um, You know, basically St. Clair, you you knew your fate. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts about the AOI championship. I mean, obviously it was very anticlimactic to an extent. But is it yeah. true? And I gotta, I gotta hear it from your mouth because I heard this from several people. Is it true you didn't even try? Like you know, I, I heard people saying ah, Aaron's not even trying. He just said, he just said, fuck it. He's just fishing down the bank. Is that true? Like, I mean, isn't this a weird? It's a weird event where you go into an event not. Are you talking about the? Are you talking about Saint Clair? No, about I'm talking about Sturgeon. You oh, try, you just, try like, not to like catch him. It was like fun fishing, but trying to stay off all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, after the first day, I ran up to Sister Islands, and I had like, you know, probably a dozen good spots up there. There was boats on all of them, and I picked one that there was nobody on. I fished it for like five minutes, and Greg Vincent comes pulling up, and he's like, he's like, oh, dude, you fishing here? I'm all, well, there's nobody around. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't get on nothing. He's like, oh, I've been, you know, that's one of the spots I'm fishing too, and I, and I talked to him. He's like, you can make a drift. It's cool, but... He wanted me to leave. You can tell. <laughs> it was like that. I mean, I was totally gonna leave anyways, but I was yeah. like, I only got like five minutes on it, you know. And that so must I be. I kind of went in between spots and ended up finding something decent on the. What are the, what are the flats right there at Sturgeon Bay? Kind of where those guys caught them really good the first day. Well, nobody yeah. was fishing the rest of the flat, and it was pretty dead. But I found some kind of blowthroughs, you know, in between high spots, you know, where the islands were like eight, ten feet, and then then it had like a like a gap in between two islands, and it'd be like. 22 feet or 20 feet well they're in those saddle areas decent but not all of them had them i just kind of fished that stuff and just scratched around nobody was fishing it and it was it wasn't that good but i caught 17 and a half the last day yeah that's got to be tough though not to to go out and not compete that's a tough thing i mean it wasn't even fun really because it was as tough as it was you know how tough it was and not to be able to just go yeah, not, not really competing for anything. It's yeah, kind of lame. Well, I mean, you I mean, you you were purposely. No, no authority. I couldn't join. I couldn't join the party, bro. I was, yeah. I <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were per, per, you were purposely not competing. Did you at any time? Now I want to call you call you to plate on this too. Did you at any time think about not going to Sturgeon Bay and fishing oh, the U.S. Yeah. Open? They had the Delta. Uh, what is it? The 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 Open out here. That's a fun tournament, Lake Mead. You know. Yeah. Yeah, did you think about doing that? Bucks. They had 170 boats. That would have been fun. That would have been. And it only took 28 pounds to win, and those are usually the ones I'm really good at. And you know, it's just kind of, I could have made 80, 80 grand this week. Did it, it ever cross your mind not to go to Sturgeon Bay and just go to the Open? Yeah, yeah, it crossed my mind, but I couldn't do it. 
Yeah. I, I think you made the right decision. I yeah, think you made the right decision. I guess it was worth 80 grand. I yeah. may have gotten. I mean, the more money you win, the more you have to write, the more you have to pay the, the, the IRS. So it doesn't matter now at this point. As far as having to write a check this year, it's going to be. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. You've had, you've had those years. Oh, yeah. I know. That's okay. That's a good check to write when you're winning. Now, that actually leads us to a question. We've, we're getting a million IM questions here. Uh, we've got an IM uh, viewer here that wants to know, which of your wins this year was cooler? Which one was more important? Which one was, was a cooler win for you? Yeah, they're both pretty cool. But, you know, the Mother's Day one's got to win. Um Yeah. Yeah, went in on my mother's on Mother's Day. Now was a lake I grew up on. Sort of, kind of. That's that. That's a lake. It put me, uh, made me realize how many different things you have to do to catch bass. Like I, there was a kind of lake. You, the crankbait works really good, but the AF spinnerbait they're really good. Uh, football hedge, they everything there. You know, they're northern. Yeah. And there were river bass, and they're just fun. They're, it's always been fun to catch them there, and so I love going to that place. I was like one of those places that that you probably have that that kind of taught you a lot, and so. Yeah. Yeah, the one it there. It's definitely one of my favorite tournament lakes on 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 the Western Tour. is always one of my favorites, top two, to have tournaments on. I always thought I had a good chance to win there, and so it was perfect. Mother's Day, and I won it. And Mother's Day was on the final day. It doesn't get better than that. My mom, that's one of the first tournaments. That's the first tournament my mom got to go to. The second one was the Delta. Is the first, so the first, the second, because my dad was sick, you know, and he passed away this year. So it was like perfect. It couldn't yeah. have been a better, you know, little present for. Her. Yeah. I, I thought both your wins were cool, but I I thought the che- in my opinion the Chesapeake win was amazing. And I don't <laughs> know if, I don't know, I don't know if you knew, yeah I don't know if you knew this, but yeah. me, you know Pete obviously covered you a little bit, knew where you were fishing. I didn't find out until like the third day, but where you caught them was like a place that I caught them 20 years ago. Dang. I used to win BFLs down in that area, and I totally wrote it off. It's very amazing to me and interesting yeah. that 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 you you know found fish there and, yeah, and won there. Aaron, if you if you would have asked me, like prior to coming to the Chesapeake, yeah. uh, about the fishing here, I would have said, "Now don't go to the Middle River. There's no fish there anymore. There's no way you could win there. <laughs> you can't. You might win. get you a can't. day out of it, but yeah. you can never yeah. win there. You can't win there. So it, it blew me away that very uh, amazing. You very did amazing. That. They yeah. were. Uh, they were, yeah, there weren't a lot of fish there, but when you caught one there, well, a lot of that place, when you caught a nice one, it was a real healthy, those fish were, were really pretty. Yeah. And yeah. that was the only place I didn't pre-practice. The initial times I went there, I never pre-practiced it, but I looked on Google Earth and really looked at that. And that was, to me, that was the prettiest looking creek by image. And I was definitely going to fish it one of the three days, and I picked the second day. And, you know, I, I think the, the fact that nobody went there was was what made it what made it possible and a couple more boats there would probably would have cost me a tournament but because it was just like three of us four of us in there it was perfect wow it's amazing there was just enough though you know it wasn't like there was a bountiful population in there they yeah were good ones yeah just enough the last four days that's amazing yeah yeah go ahead hey, dave what do you got hey you got aaron it's dave we have an im question for you so we just had the pope come through here in philadelphia this yeah. weekend and uh Sam wants to know if other anglers are lining up to kiss your ring the way people kiss the pope's <laughs> ear. 
Uh, my daughter tried to steal it the whole, the whole first day I had it. She got it a couple times. I had it on my pinky. It went fit on any of my fingers. It was a little too small. That she she wanted it like really bad. She got got a hold of it, fell off my. She got off my pinky finger and ran off with it. Took it took it for like an like a half hour. I'm all don't lose it. <laughs> she like she like freaked out. That. But it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a neat ring. It was a little different than the rest. So it's kind of nice to get something that's different. And someone else just followed up with another question. And when Keat, when Skeet tried to kiss it, did he? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, when Skeet, when Skeet kissed it, did it wind up coming off with uh, all four fingers? <laughs> what? Uh, I think it's. I think it's a, a deep throat reference. Oh, uh, deep throat. Yeah, I deleted. Yeah, okay. I didn't put it through. I deleted it. I don't okay. know who's reading this. Uh, we, we, reading it or what? Our viewers are pretty sick in the head. Uh, That's I, all right. I, I, I want to switch <laughs> a little I grew bit. Up in California. <laughs> I want to switch a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about the business side. You know, we've talked about the fishing side here. Um, the business side. Talk a little bit about. Uh, everybody was kind of caught off guard earlier. I guess earlier in the year or late last year, you made a big switch from Mega Bass to to a new rod company. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I. I think it was great because now you've got input into something. You've created your own product. You've created, you know, an image behind this this new thing. Tell me a little bit about was that tough leaving Mega Bass and going to this new company? Tell me a little bit about yeah. that. How many years was that? Seventeen years yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Uh, but it had been so long, I, I felt like I needed to to like clear clear out it. I don't know. You know, it it, it was seventeen years and. And just didn't really have a lot of Yukido is really cool. All the Japanese people are over there are really cool, but you don't have any personal like touch to it. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't get a lot of say, and and it, you give them ideas, and they kind of take it and go with it. And I kind of a more personal hand on hand on stuff, you know. Yeah. And I wanted a break too. Yeah. To see what happens. And right now, I'm still kind of hard bait sponsor list, you know. But that's. I'm not in a hurry to get something, anyways. It, yeah, you know, especially after this year. Yeah, just kind of good to be free for a while. See what happens. Yeah, there's well, a lot of good baits out there, and I use a lot of different baits, you know, for a lot of different things. And and it's funny because I look in some of your guys' tackle bosses when we're kind of chilling out together, and I look, and you guys, everybody, everybody I know, I mean, I know a lot of guys. They they throw the same stuff I throw, and it's like we kind of gravitate towards certain baits, probably because over the years we find out those are the ones that work. And yeah. There's, it's hard to find one big company that make makes everything perfect. No, no, it, it's it you know, and that's that's uh, we get that question all the time from our viewers. You know, oh, he's sponsored by this. He's not allowed to use other stuff. <laughs> that that's that's not true. I mean, you yeah. know, you, you use the best tool for the situation, and that does require going outside of your sponsorship sometimes. So yeah, it happens. Every every company out there has has a bait that is hot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the best in that category. In that cat, in yeah. a specific category, yeah. they've got something really works well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If, fun, I don't know. Most if sponsors, now, sponsors nowadays are pretty lenient. Um, they'll they'll tell you, you can, they'll let you throw their stuff. You know, they they understand. But there's a few of them out there that definitely want you throwing their baits exclusively. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a hard bait sponsor, uh, Pete Pete's Quiet Killer. Wants a sponsor, and he'll give you a back massage every year if you throw his crankbaits. And foot. Back and foot. Back Ar- and foot massage. Aaron's big on the feet. Yeah, big yeah. on the feet. He needs feet massage. Feet, check him out. Let me see. 
Wow, there they go. That's They're the actual. Dirty, that's yeah. the actual I foot. I seriously go bare. I don't put shoes on hardly. If I get somewhere where I'm, where I'm there and I can know I can take my shoes off, and I won't step on anything nasty. I take my shoes off. Now, do you get pedicures? Yeah, at he all? gets them. No, my feet are just kind of rough. You, cool. you don't get pedicures though. You don't go into the Asian place no, and have them filed no, down. No time for that, dude. I, ain't have, I don't have time to do anything else. But what I'm doing, that's definitely a pedicure is not on the list. But I would feel <laughs> good. I, I have had them before, and they're pretty awesome. Oh, you, they're awesome! Feet I look, love them. Those feet are, look pretty baby ass like, smooth though. Can you climb trees with them feet? I can do it. I can do it in like a third or a quarter of the time that the person's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so we've got uh, literally till the next Bass event, which is a classic, and that's in March. We've got months and months and months. Tell me about what your your fall into early early uh, winter is looking like. What do you got happening in the next four months? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, during the week, I probably average seven to eight hours on tackle. And prep and camper and just getting everything back in order and getting what you need, new rods, reels, whatever you need to get, you know, oil, get kind of stocked up on everything. It's a big job. So you're doing that already? Even we're we're a week yeah, I out here. Yeah, I can get it done. I don't. I, I, at the very end, it gets too crazy with sponsorship obligations. Yeah. And wrap and it, I mean, I'll, they need to do something on on the whole year of fishing because it's it's crazy. Every, we all go through the same thing, but yeah. But on top of that, you got the two kids, so I'm doing a lot of that and and trying to have a little vacation here and there, maybe a camping trip or go visit somewhere, go to the Gulf, you know, go to Florida, go do something fun. We do that. Uh, going to California, but I run a lot too, and that takes up you know probably four to six hours a week. And uh, you know by December, I try to get to about 40, 50 miles a week. Oh my God! And I do a lot of push-ups and pull-ups and i do all that dude i start i've been doing that for two years and by this time of year i'm at my least fittest but i can I'm still pretty fit i can still go around 10 miles probably pretty easy but wow what's uh, your di- what's your not, diet not like? my usual shape like i'm out of shape like i'm compared to what i am like uh like february march this year not not in good shape yeah aaron what's your diet like on the road what are you eating crazy healthy <laughs> just why I, I just everything i need and, and just what i need Plants, uh, very, strict, very strict on the diet. Grass, do, pine cones, crickets. What's, what's so, that? So you're, a so pine you're not, cone, a cricket. You're not eating fast uh, food I like eat Ike. I eat, I eat a couple hundred bucks in, in groceries a week, easy. Yeah, Ike eats. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and a lot of meat. Uh, I doubled my probably protein intake since last year. I'm up to about 180, 190 grams a, a day. A day, yeah. Yeah, on certain days I'm doing more active. I, I'm up to 190 or 180, and then uh, the more average days, but way higher than I used to be. It's helped a lot because I uh, wasn't getting enough protein. I was always hungry, you know, and I was eating a lot, but uh, it just burned off too quick. And I'm finding a bunch of stuff out. You know, running helps me figure all that out because I'm basically like a machine, sort of. And you know, yeah, I'm like a machine. And, uh, whatever. <laughs> La I eat, machine. Pretty, a pretty quick, ref, uh, a pretty quick uh, reaction from whatever I eat or drink, as my metabolism so quick. So it's kind of cool to eating certain things and get different reactions out of them. So I do a lot of shakes, and but I eat really healthy. I try to eat everything that we're supposed to get in the end some because I'm more active. So I eat a lot of food, a lot of nuts, egg, you know, just everything. It's got tons of different stuff. Well, I, I sardines, eat so- I eat a lot of sardines, you know, salmon. Ike eats like shit. Sardines are cool, but they're, they're good. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's like got terrible can, gas. Yeah, so. I was telling him, I say a little can of salmon I get, it's like 36 grams of protein. I'm all into that now, but... 
<laughs> it definitely works. Makes you stronger. Yeah, I don't I don't eat like that. Now here's something uh, I don't know if you knew this, but you and Pete have something in common. You both have the severe phobia of flying. Did okay. you know that, Pete? No, I didn't know. You that. and Aaron hate to fly. Really? You want, like do you want to share the phobia together? You want to bond over this right now? Mike, I, you used to hate to fly. I know, but I don't anymore. You got I, over got, it. I overcame my fear. You, you faced it. it. You do it so much in a row, you kind of start. Like if you do like a certain amount of times a year, that doesn't bother you. It's well, Pete, I I, I think you should tell Aaron your cure well, to flying. I, I, the more I fly, especially like during Bash University season, because I'm we're flying every weekend, and uh, the more I fly, <laughs> the more I fly, the worse it gets for me. Yeah, but how do you what do you, how do you overcome <laughs> it? Tell Aaron how you overcome your fear of flying because he should he could try this. You well, a teddy bear? I wasn't going to share that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, to be honest, they, he has a teddy bear. They, it's they, called Captain Morgan's. They, pres- <laughs> they prescribe Valium for me as a doctor. <laughs> prescribe Valium, vodka and Valium. I'm telling you right now, I take the Valium, and I would be like falling asleep, and then I'd get in that turbulence. Yeah. And I, I, whoever was next to me, I just grabbed their arm. I'd freak out. <laughs> I I jumped Valium so Valium didn't do nothing for me. Uh, you know, I, got, so. I got a suggestion. Why don't you why don't you next time wear a turban? Because by the time you wake up, you'll be landing somewhere. You know, by the time someone <laughs> wrenches you, <laughs> wrenches you and chokes you out, then you wake up landed. Do you, but do you get the flight anxiety? What do you do for it? Power through like a man. Do I? What do I do for it? I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's not like that. I go. I just don't like to go. If it's like 600 miles, I'll drive it most of the time. I'll take my car or my truck and just drive it. But, you know, a lot of times it's like 1,200 miles, 1,000 miles. It's just a little too far, and I just go. I just don't like those trips when they make me go up north in the northern country in the wintertime, like December, January, and February when they're having blizzards, and it's like the whole week's looking bad, and you're like, nah. They want you to fly up there for a show. I don't like doing that. I've had some close calls on, on jets. Like We're, two or three really good ones. Is that yeah, right? engine blow up on takeoff? Oh, oh my god! No wonder you have a phobia, Pete. Dude, look at Pete. Listen to this. He's sweating. Seven on takeoff. Pete, listen. Seven fifty-seven at LAX airport on takeoff. Right before it left the ground. Wait a minute. Right Wait a minute, Aaron. Classic. Right I'm not going. Left the ground. We're going, and the plane is getting real light and starting to get starting to lift. Boom! Real loud. Big giant flash. Flames out the window. All of a sudden, this silence. Even nobody even screamed. There's a scream in the beginning that is real quiet. And then the brakes come on, and, and it was all good. But I mean, what would happen in five more seconds? You know, it's crazy. But uh, wow, that was one of them. We had another good one. I mean, last we were almost crashed. But that's all right. Planes are safe. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We just I'm, had three thousand people cancel their flights. Yeah. I'm never, As you told that I'm story, never flying you have to again. Fly. You have to fly. Pete, has anything bad ever happened to you on a plane? You know. It, were you touched I, on a plane? I just got in a real bad turbulence. <laughs> well, turbulence it? got You've you. Only a turbulence. I like, I like, like severe turbulence, <laughs> where it dropped the dropped out of the sky, and I thought I thought that I thought we were. It was just it was crazy where your seatbelt just gets. You're going to the roof, and your seatbelt's the only thing holding you in your seat. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's scary. Yeah, and it just it's you're out of control. I'm not the pilot. I yeah. don't know what's going on. I'm just along for the ride, and that that anxiety just drives me nuts. I, I don't. I can't explain it. I mean, I've. It just. Yeah. You know, I Same just. Same way, bro. Same yeah. way, bro. That's how I feel. Don't yeah. have control. Yeah. I just. And you're off the sleep. ground. You're off the ground a long ways. All right, now. And I, that's that's the other like on takeoff and landing. I'm I'm cool with it. That's where a lot of people have anxiety. 
is at yeah. those moments. I, I'm fine with those because I'm connected to the ground and I don't know, makes sense to me for some reason. It's when I'm 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> And, and and all I can see is like a wing flying off the plane and right. we're spiraling out There's of There's a man on the, the wing ground. of this plane! <laughs> and then your JJ starts quivering. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, Pete, you're going to call Aaron to the plate on speaking with us at the Bash University. Go ahead and do it. I've I've already talked to Aaron about this. We we we're go- I I know you talked about you not liking to fly during the winter storms, but we're gonna have you fly during the winter storms. <laughs> <laughs> or you can run. We need you in January and February, man. We want to have you on our program. I, I gotta I gotta let have my students have exposure to to what you're doing and how innovative you are in the sport of fishing. Yeah, yes. you guys will have a nice bus ride. We can meet somewhere in between. Well, we may we may end up having an Alabama event, so that'll be an easy drive for you. Alabama's yeah. nice. That's yeah. here. You yeah. guys are a little colder than we are. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's uh, we're, here's the question. This is going to be the ending question for you, uh, and we've got this from several IMers, and I want to know too. Uh, the question's easy. What, what's what's left? Um, you know, the, you've accomplished everything, pretty much everything. A lot, multiple AOIs, wins at every level. What, what what's left? What drives you to keep competing uh, professionally? I mean, what what do you uh, want to do? What happens like when I win the classic? If I do, and then what's after that? And kind of done? No. I mean, a classic's next. I, mean, I have to have to win one of those. So you have to. Point. So your your yeah, career's your career's not complete unless you win. Like if let let's let's step outside yeah. yourself. You're Gary Klein. Yeah. You're fifty. You'd have a won a classic. What do you do? You keep competing. I still feel I'll be running 40, 50 miles a week then. I'll be good. I'll be like, I have 10 more years at least. <laughs> 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 I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm 43. I yep. feel like I'm 23. So I'm when not you... worried about it yet. But, of course, you know, obviously I've had four seconds, and a couple of them are pretty close. So yeah. I definitely want to win one of those. That's next on the list, basically. Yeah. But, uh, and I think you're gonna you're gonna win one. There's no doubt. But when after you win one, then what? Do, do are you are you done with the sport? Are you gonna keep competing? No, are you? No, you want, I want to be the best at it, dude. Forever, yeah. forever and ever till you're like eighty. Yeah. Aaron said, I "Yeah." Leslie said, when "No." I can't hoist the blue trophy over my head, that I'll probably retire. <laughs> <laughs> 30, Thirty-five to forty pounds. So if you can't, if I can't hoist it, I'm done. <laughs> wow! Wow! I'm talking about physically. You can't lift the trophy over, you know, a classic trophy or something over your head. It, that's probably the point that you can't fish anymore or shouldn't be. Yeah. Wow! That's awesome. <laughs> Longevity in the okay, sport. I mean, for me right now, it's easy. But you know, what's in it, about ten years from now, it might be kind of hard. <laughs> but I hope not. As long as I stay in shape and all that. Fishing's very physical, as you know, and yeah, and you got to take care of yourself. And I, I do, you know. I, Unless God takes me out and or I get taken out in a different re- for some reason, I'm, I'm going to stay healthy and run and yeah. And, and and as I get older, I feel smarter and definitely more intelligent when it comes to bass fishing. So yeah. I think I'm reaching my stride right now. But you got to kind of improve too. You got you can't be the old dog. You got kind of always step it up. Yeah, uh, and that ha- and that happens to guys. Or, that or hap- something better comes up or whatever, electronic or something. you got to kind of always stay on top, I think. Yeah, and that ha- always be improvement. That happens to guys, right? Because, like, you know, yeah. I, I, I tell you, my hero, my hero still to this day is, is Clun. Clun's one of my top guys. Yeah. And I feel like I still respect him. He's the most amazing guy. 
but he's gotten to a point where I don't I don't know, but he's you I know. don't think he advanced with the new electronics. Right. And some of the, some of the newer stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. So you gotta you gotta you gotta keep learning. You can't get what, stubborn. What what? You can't get you know, stubborn. Yeah, he's he's definitely older, and he's been around a long time. It, it probably gets harder as you get older, like that. And fishing's so complicated, anyways. Um, right, like my I, grandmom can't yeah, like program awesome. a microwave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I you know it le- it leads me to a question, like uh, what you're talking about, Aaron. You've won three Angler of the Year titles. You're how many people have done that? Three. Nobody. Kevin. Kevin, maybe. Mark Davis. Kevin. Yeah, Roll, Roland, Mark Davis. Yep, Roland Martin. Yeah, there's a few. Did there's you know Roland likes to smell farts? <laughs> Loves to smell farts. <laughs> it's true. What what makes you? <laughs> how are you doing it, man? What what is it? What is it that makes you special? What do you, what do you think that uh, that you know? What are the what are the keys to to winning those kind of titles? How are you kicking everybody's butt? Yeah, please tell me. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I could have a bad year. Who knows? I've I've done pretty well though. I've had. In my whole my last ten years, it seems like I usually do really really good, except for like one tournament will put me out, or or sometimes I had two tournaments that were really bad, and but the rest of them I do really killer in. And as I've gotten older and and learn more and become more aware of the different places, and I mean it's just complicated. I've gotten I've gotten definitely better as an angler, uh, and I've you know the running and the eating healthy and. The way I feel has definitely helped me a lot. I'm at that age now where I should know how to do it, and um, I don't know. I might, the drive is there for sure. Like, like uh, right now and this whole year and last year, year before, it's been there's been some serious drive there, like to win. Um, and it might be just because when you're in a top three or four, and Ike knows a lot about this. He's had some great. He's had some awesome wins and finishes. He's been on TV a lot. Being on TV is way more fun than not being on TV. But now they have more cameras and stuff, but still the top four, five, six guys get definitely the most coverage, and that's where it's the most fun, it seems like, because you have a chance to win, I guess. Yeah. Is that true, Ike? Something very like true. Oh, it's very true. Oh, you want to like win. You want to win. I mean, a competitive angler wants to win. You want to, you know. I, t- I tell you, for me, I just want to beat the fish. I want to be the smartest on the water on that given day. That's what drives yep. me, you know. And I, and I, I'm I'm not always that. Like this year was the opposite of that. But it drives me to keep competing and try again yep. and try again, you know. So it's good good yep. good analogy. Aaron, um, we're we're gonna get ready to let you go. But before we do, two things. Thank you for joining us. Amazing year. I don't know. I I don't know this can ever be done. It was that kind of season totally sick it'll it'll live forever but before we let you go how can people follow you people want to follow you they want to know what you're doing every day of your life we actually had a couple posts i looked at my social media and said tell aaron to post on his instagram more that was the post (laughs) how can people follow you how can they keep track on what you guys are doing that's the best way my wife helps me with all that. Leslie, I would ask Leslie. Leslie, what's the best way? No, she ran real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chance of getting her on. Uh, I mean, I got, yeah, face. There's a bunch of new stuff for her. I'm starting to do now. What is it? Should I talk? Mostly Facebook. Mostly, mostly Facebook and stuff. But I'm getting, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to do more. You know how we have to do now. And I'm going to do a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of new stuff starting now. And I, I got to work on that, too, so. But right now, my Facebook, you know, it's about the best way. Um, Aaron Martin's my website. 
Ike Live. My wife's getting something, but I don't know. I'm, I, I, I've been slow on that department. I've been focusing on fishing, but I, I've gotten better, and I, I've done a lot of videos. I know you have, too. And as far as having a season like that, you're very capable of doing the same, so... I'm looking, for, I'm looking at I'm looking for big things at you next season. Oh, absolutely! I already told Beck. Um, you know, I'm getting back to the gym. I'm going to yeah. uh, in- inject uh, 3,000 cc's of steroids and uh, HGH. <laughs> so uh, 50 miles a week. 50 miles a week. When you see me at Grand Lake in March, uh, or if you see me before then, if you think I'm Lou Ferrigno, don't be scared because <laughs> it's just going to be me. Do you believe any of this, Aaron? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> oh, man. Aaron, thank you so much for carving some time out for this silly thank show you, again. We appreciate it. Uh, we, we'll see you soon, hopefully at a Bash University. If not, we'll see you at the Bassmaster Classic in March. Aaron Martins, everybody. Congratulations, Congratulations. Aaron. Great year, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Great year. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Man. <laughs> All right, man. You guys done? Yeah. <laughs> like go now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go. You, go. you go. Actually, uh, buddy, uh, go run. Crash. Go eat some eat some carrots. And <laughs> wow, hey, dude, he's always a great guest. He's the hey, best. Hey, he is so himself. Like I love it. Like he just he just is him. Like yeah. and it doesn't matter. It's great because he he could probably. That's why I wouldn't have him at Bash University. He couldn't do a he he couldn't have a prepared seminar. Nope. Just let him talk. Yep. Yeah. But you'd learn more in that fifty minutes than you would from thirty yeah. other dudes. Yeah, he's it's crazy. Yeah, we need to we our, our students need to be exposed to what he's doing in fishing right now because he's at, he's at the cutting edge. We need we need to oh have he's him the in best class. he's the best in the game. Yeah. All right. So but it just shows you how his mind works. Like just like with the fishing, he's proven himself. You know clearly. But he he's talking about you know. Like I, I eat this or I drink this and my yeah. body's machine, I instantly know. Like yeah. you just everything is like a, a science experiment to Aaron yeah. I think, in his head. Like yeah. everything he does. Do, do, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it, it reminds me of something that I talked to J.O. about watching because J.O., he knows everything about all of you guys. He watches everybody for hours. He yeah. sits there and watches them. And he's a fan of the sport. Yeah. He understands fishing, right? And Aaron fishes less than everybody else during a tournament. Yeah. He will... He fiddles with shit more. He will sit down sometimes, he said, J.O. said, like, for 20 and 30 minutes and just retool his wow. gear. Just, just... I can't do Change that. everything. I can't do that. No. I mean, I, I can't. I, we watched Jacob Prosnick. Uh, we spent time with him on the Chesapeake, and he said he Jacob reminds him of Aaron because Jacob did that. Wow! He would stop, slow down, and he eat would, a sandwich. And he would he would <laughs> he Kibasa would retool, and he would fish like a drop. He was fishing a drop shot yeah. on the Chesapeake, and he would fish it like Aaron does, where it's it's incredibly patient, deliberate. Deliberate, yeah, and, uh, yeah, but, that, but and he would sit down and just retie, retool everything as if he was out, just it's amazing. fishing, just fishing, you know. So amazing. taking his time, it's great. We, we great got a problem. Quality. We got a problem. We have a problem. We're gonna need a ruling from you guys. A ruling. 
So our contest, just like everything else, went to shit. <laughs> well, well, now, come on. Why did it go to shit? No, it ain't my fault, Brian. Listen to what happened. Oh. Uh, so, All right. So, so you're talking about the liquid mayhem. The liquid mayhem. Contest. Contest. What are the two baits I used in 2004 to win the co-angler? So yes. someone used the name Jig and Finesse Fish, and they answered Jig and Finesse Fish. Right. I sent the message out, tell them they're a winner, send me the information. They yeah. haven't sent it yet. I moved on from this guy. Yeah. The next closest one to that before I announced what the answer was was a dude named JP. JP said what the hell did he say? He <laughs> said fluke. He said fluke and jig. Oh. Now that was the closest before That's I released close. it. Yeah. Now I'm thinking either we do that or we just donate the tackle pack to the charity tournament that that kid's got going on and mail it up to him. Because it wasn't the right answer. A fluke's not the same as a finesse fish. Yeah, it wasn't the right soft, soft, soft minnow bait, sort of same. But Bri- if you said sluggo, you wouldn't have gave it to him. Same thing. Nah, I give it to JP. Yeah. JP. All right, JP. JP. Yeah, if you're listening, send in your shit. It doesn't get forwarded through. I, you know, give it to me and we'll uh, we'll mail it out to you. Finesse fish. Yeah, finesse Bunker fish. City. Herb Reed. Mike, talk about Bunker that for City. a second. Uh, oh, and uh, Dave's wait, and then oh. we uh, we're over three hours. Yeah, we're over three hours. We're we're gonna call this uh, quick. Uh, real quick, uh, Dave in the break for all you viewers who want to know. Uh, this is the first show where we're tracking his weight. He recorded it out there on their official scale, and his first weigh-in here on Like Live. Tremendous. 1,705 pounds, <laughs> Dave Brozick. I'm glad we're going to uh, announce this at the end of the show because the fat jokes <laughs> I can take them. But, uh, I'd be laughing at him the whole show because these guys are creative. Aren't you supposed to consume the same grams of protein as your weight in order to build muscle mass? Um. Mm-hmm. No, they say that. They say that. They say that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because <laughs> I do it. Yeah. I don't know. So the weight was consuming? the weight was 270 pounds. I guys. consume a lot of right, 270 pounds. Market it's about all uh, flea number 66. Market you got 270 grams of protein. 270 That's pounds. You better go buy a lot of jerky. I better go kill a whole uh, deer. <laughs> uh, big reminder to everybody um, uh, on our calendar: Machine Head. No. November 28th. <laughs> Shut the mother. Uh, let me let me tell everybody. Dave, uh, punch him in the face. <laughs> hey. Yes. Do you know we got a metal head in in our kind of connected to us? James Riley. Well, he is a big fan. He's a metal head. He is a big metal head. But I got a musician. You do? Yeah. Client? Sean McKee. Partner. Oh, yeah. Sean McKee. Yeah. Hello, Sean. Yeah. Do- yeah. He's a doctor. He's a he's a doctor. Doctor Creepy. Well, he's uh, he's Centaur's buddy. Yeah, he's Centaur's buddy. Yeah, yeah. He plays metal. He's a nice guy. Wow. Yeah, I know Sean. He he plays metal. His band travels around. That's they, awesome. They tour around the Northeast. They they write their own stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Maybe I'm, we'll have him in studio one time. That that I, I'm sure he that would love. That was cool, it. but that That's was a cool. bit of a letdown. I really thought you were going to tell us like some like real big name musician, Mike. like Ozzy. Well, he would like yeah. to be. He would like to Did be. Did you have to burst his bubble? I'm sorry. What do you got, <laughs> Make sorry. Pete read the, read the announcement. Uh, <laughs> sorry, dude. Hey, JP's not going to get this. The show's about to end, dude. JP, yeah, the show's about to end. Uh, luck, before dude. he does that, um, JP, you better – you got like five minutes, JP. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to do the next two shows for all you Ike Live fans who want to know. October 11th, special college bass angling scene show. Uh, going to review this whole new college bass fishing scene. It's growing. Uh, and then October 25th, the Halloween 
spooktacular. <laughs> Our costumes are going to be phenomenal. Uh, we won't Lord. give it away. No, don't give no, it away. No, no, Don't no, give anything no. away. Don't even tell me. But I can tell you this. <laughs> I don't remember. There's real bits of panther in every bottle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, Pete. Do you want to do the uh, the firm and announcement real quick? Can you can you do that? You want to read that? Do you have that on your script? Real yeah. quick. Do you want to give him a little? Who's that? Uh, Frodo. <laughs> JP said, "Give it to the kids. Give I'm, it to the give I'm it to not the, sure I can to the charity." It. Okay, all right. So there Wait it goes from JP. Um, Thanks, Permanent JP. announcement. Yeah, JP. Thank you. The uh, the Michael Mayhem gift pack is going to go to the charity tournament. So that's an that's awesome, awesome cause. Dude. Yeah. Very nice. Great thank products. you, Liquid Mayhem. Thank you, JP. That's awesome. Shout out to both. Shout out to both you guys. All right, let's do the Furman announcement, and then we're going to rock. Go ahead, Pete. What do you got? Uh, join Jer- Jersey Shore Beach and Boat in Atlantic City for a weekend. <laughs> weekend of fierce fishing. I can't read this, man. I got to need glasses. Ah, listen to me. A few. Uh, October 9th through 11th. Uh, $28,000 prizes. Uh, thank you for coming in tonight. Uh, Ike uh, Live. What What's that? What was it? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, thank you for watching Ike Live tonight. Um, remember, if you missed it, get us a lot of ways. MikeIganelli.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Carbon TV. Thank you for joining. Talk to you soon. Sayonara!